Hey everybody, this is Ace of Next Gen Ben, here with God Mason, and this Evening. is episode number 20 of the Pirate CSG podcast. So tonight we're going to go over the Ocean's Edge set, uh, the set review for that. Uh, this was, I think, the ninth set released by WizKids, came out in 2007. Um, it's noticeably distinguishable from other sets for two, re two big reasons. Um, it's the biggest set ever released by Total Game Pieces. <clears throat> uh, the special editions number to 170 it looks like and then there's some tournament pack LEDs and then the Zeus that add another about another 20 pieces so it's the biggest set ever and uh it's also um had the biggest distribution ever because they produced a ton of it which um in a lot of people's minds was too much um it saturated the market quite a lot and as a result Ocean's Edge is the most common set to collect and uh, the cheapest set as a result. So you can often find packs for less than a dollar, um, sometimes really, really cheap, like 50 cents a pack sometimes um, online. So, and uh, I'll just ask you, Guy Mason, what your overall thoughts on Ocean's Edge are. Well, because it was printed in such huge quantities, as you said, it's still dirt cheap today. It's the starting point for many new players who are getting into it these days, which I think is, I think they should go with Spanish main, but uh, either way, um, Ocean's Edge as a whole, I was really into when it came out because it had all these fantasy elements that I was, well, that I like, as we've established through these past God knows how many episodes, but the problem with it is as the game aged, it really did start to look like a stinker and only after going back through it. And I think as we'll find tonight, we'll find that it's a set where there's a lot of utter junk, but there's also a few really good, uh, a few really good pieces in it, as well as just a few that are good for interesting strategies, yeah. if not outright cheesing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with your thoughts on it in general. Um, I do like how there is one set that's, like, super cheap and common. Um, I wish it was, like, Crimson Coast or something, but... Uh, Amen. But, yeah, but Ocean's Edge, I think it's an okay set. Um, for new players, it does have a lot of variety. That's what I forgot to mention, too. It has a ton of different True. ship types, uh, different sea creatures. Um, the, the wealth of ship types is almost stunning, really. Maybe the most ever, I would, I would assume. Um... But yeah, I, I kind of like the set, but I totally understand the criticisms of it, and uh, and I think I agree with you. It's not completely balanced because you've got a lot of mediocre or worse game pieces, and then you know a handful that are pretty much overpowered. So not too many, but we'll see them soon. So mm -hmm. um, uh, I would uh, like to interrupt real quick with mm -hmm. another thing. Yeah. This was the last of the classic, the classic punch sets in that these were the uh this is the last set that you could get ships that had streamers and had separated uh sails yep because all of them after that had these rounded off tabs and simplified punch outs which made ships easier to assemble but i don't think they look quite as good yeah i agree i think the older ones look better and i like using the pennants on the on the main mast when they have them i um, do but yeah that's a good point um yeah cursed seas started Soon afterwards, and the, the Disney set uh, brought in some changes. but mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that one next month. Oh, yeah. Um, and then another thing, uh, Whirlpools were the first... Uh, this was the first time we saw Whirlpools in the game. I actually mm -hmm. love Whirlpools, although they're not historical at all, and they're very... <laughs> they're not up my alley in terms of the, of the more realistic stuff, but 
I think whirlpools are maybe my favorite terrain. Um, I like fog and reefs too, but whirlpools are a lot of fun to use. Um, I have kind of a soft spot for them because I've used them very effectively too. I've won games with them essentially. Um, and they've helped me in, uh, the Vassal campaign game so far. And, uh, I think they're a really neat idea. And I'm, even though they're not realistic, I, I think it was a really good addition to the game. I enjoy them too. My play group loves them. We've yep. used them just about every single game since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a pretty good addition to the game. And I am bothered when I get a bad roll and I have to knock something off, but oh well. That's the price you pay for going through. Yeah. Yeah, I like to use oarsmen sometimes for that or like a larger ship. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you can't spare that, of course. But, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And uh, digging into keywords next, I think, was our itinerary. Yep. They introduced what, at least four new unit types in this set, Mm -hmm. two of which I think were sea creatures and then two of which were ships. Let's talk about the sea creatures first. And I'll kick off with the sea dragons. And so the long and short of it is sea dragons are four-segmented sea creatures that can teleport across the board anywhere they want, but they're super expensive. The really good ones are hard to get. And the thing is, you can't actually put crew on them like all other sea creatures. So you're always forced to take the second shot, which with which the with what is probably your most expensive unit in a small game, even in a large game, they're up there. Oh, yeah. So I think as a whole, without using the chasing strategies, look in my fleets, guys, they're almost useless. Yeah, I agree. They're kind of like a cool, kind of a coolness factor, like intimidation factor. But in terms of actual fighting prowess, they're they're not high on anyone's list for gameplay. So absolutely, um, yeah. The unlimited move is cool, I guess, for area control. But they're not they're not good at actually attacking enemy gunships for the most part, or even um, gold runners, because most yeah. of them can escape with one move action. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to try to anticipate where they'll go with the swoop, even. So, and even yeah. then, they have to choose to get in your range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one, Titans. This was the giant crab. Um, this one, I did a keyword playlist recently on YouTube, and Titans, I made to mention, um, they can have crew. So they're the only type of sea creature in the game that can carry crew, and they do, all of them have at least two cargo spaces. Um, so Titans, or giant crabs, are pretty much the best um, type of sea creature in the game just because they can carry crew. And we'll see we'll see the three that were released uh, soon, but with the ability to have a Captain Helmsman, uh, they pretty much automatically become the most effective sea creatures in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing to add is the three that were released, of all those, even though they are a bit pricey, mm-hmm. they all have pretty decent abilities. Yeah. And another thing that helps them be basically the best of the sea creatures is the fact that while they couldn't submerge they are able to crawl over islands and that is because the game's wording on that is as we all know the wording of the rules is super particular because they're considered docked when they're on an island i've seen somebody don't know who set up a really neat strategy with bianca's hollers and el toro where they basically 
built a mobile fort that you couldn't shoot at nice. when it was on an island. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure you've seen that fleet around. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have. It might have been a while ago since I saw it, because I don't recall it, but that is a Probably, great Probably, because you yeah. read through a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after Titans, we're going to get into the new ship types. I think there were two, and they're wind catchers and catamarans. I'm going to talk about wind catchers, then Ben's going to share his thoughts, and then bring in catamarans for us. I always viewed wind catchers because of their similarity to schooners as sort of a schooner plus keyword. Yeah. I think they're really they're pretty cool. It's, it's a very powerful keyword, although they're huge ships. They're really long for three masters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think wind catcher is pretty good. I like it more on gold runners because uh, you can get a jump off the home island and you can get a jump off the wild island um, to go back home by rotating the ship 180 degrees. So I think it's a pretty good keyword. Um, not as good for gunships, but a pretty solid one overall. And I agree, they're kind of funky looking. They got a weird, like, the middle deck is the highest one, which is funky, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool in general, and they are, they are long and sleek, kind of an interesting design. Um, and then catamarans are pretty unique. Um, they basically have outriggers that um, if you roll like a five or your opponent rolls a five or six, um, the hits get ignored. So they have a nice defensive ability and, uh, they can't be boarded. I think when they still have the outriggers, so it's a pretty good keyword. I think the catamarans, they didn't get as good ships in general as the wind catchers. Most of the catamarans are and even the double catamarans we'll see later are mm-hmm. kind of underwhelming as ships, um, versus some of the wind catchers are real good. Um, the catamarans overall... They're, they're decent, and I think they're an okay addition to the game. I think um, I would want them... The scale should be smaller. Um, yeah, they're a little bit silly. Yeah, they look kind of almost cartoonish, because the sails and the outrigger makes the, the ship too tall and really wide, so the width of the ship becomes yeah. kind of comical almost. So it's yeah. yeah. I think the back mast on, on the single catamarans... Correct me if I'm wrong, but are those the single biggest individual sails in the game? Yeah, they might be. That sounds oh, wait. about right. Wait, uh, except for maybe some of the Ten Masters. They've got some huge masts, too. Yeah, they'd have a bigger mast, but the individual sails might not be yeah. the biggest the one. So. Yeah, proportionally, they're the biggest. Yeah. Um, after that, do we have any more new unit types introduced? We'll talk about sharks later, because those are just plain sea yeah. monsters. Yeah. I think that's it. I just looked through the special editions. I didn't see anything else. So yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll have you start off the Obago because I want to talk about the ship after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Obago, um, on the in the database, uh, we sorted by number. So there's a couple before ship number 001. So the Obago, it's like a promo ship, um, which didn't have flavor text. It's a pirate four master special edition. It's listed as uh, 12 points, 4 cargo, L move. All four cannons are 3Ls, and crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. So I consider this like a, a decent uh, pirate four-masted gunship. I haven't really tried to use it as a hybrid or gold runner, but um, they don't really need that ability because the pirates already have the best game crew in the game, so I think it's mostly redundant. And uh, other than using it as a as a general purpose gunship, I don't have much to say. I will say it looks pretty cool. It's got interesting uh, designs on the hull and sails, so it, it looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, Obago is a very good-looking ship. And something else worth mentioning, it's also exceedingly common. Um, you can find them on eBay. People will say, oh, it's it's a special edition ship. I want 10 15 bucks for it. No. no, you can get these for 2 3 or 4 yeah. They're cheap. You just get them in an eBay lot at some point. Get them by accident. Anyway, this, I think, is... I kind of consider it almost the gold standard for a four master. If something's better than this, then it's a pretty dang good ship. If something's not as good as Obago, which basically everyone should have, then it's kind of a disappointment because uh-huh. it has solid guns, good cargo space, an ability that I still think is pretty valuable, especially considering this would have been a newbie ship when it was released. It was meant to give new players the ability to use whatever crew they pulled from the pack on their flagship. Yeah. I think it was a brilliant promo by WizKids, and it's, I think, overall still a pretty decent ship, even if unremarkable. Yeah. And by comparison, the following ship, USS Denver, is much rarer and almost identical in most ways, because the thing is with USS Denver... All of her basic stats, cargo space, move, and guns, they're identical to Obago. Only USS Denver, American ship obviously, costs eight points more because instead of having that catch-all crew ability, it gets the cheerleading friendly ships within S of the ship get plus one of their cannon rolls. This ship was only available if you spent $25 or more on the online game. And as a result, it's not too common. I got one off of eBay at some point. Nice. Uh, I think of the cheerleader ships, it's probably the best because you can at least excuse it as kind of a supporting gunship, and it can hold its own, whereas most of the ships with this ability have terrible armament and or they're tiny. Yeah. Yeah, they're not durable at all. Yeah. And they're around this point cost, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're not much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Denver is a decent deal compared to the cheerleaders. Um, I still need the ship. I think it looks pretty cool too. It even mm-hmm. has the Sony Online Entertainment on the on the Mizzen mast. Yes, it does. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I think the Denver is pretty solid overall ship. I used it a little bit in CG3, but it was too too much towards the end of the game for her to matter too much. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like the Denver in general. Um, so now we'll go to the the overall the official first ship in the set number 001. Um, so we're getting into the Cursed Faction, which was the first faction here. Um, the Divine Dragon is a Cursed Six-Mass Junk. Um, it's 16 points, 4 cargo, SS move. The cannons from Bowdestern are 4S, 4S, 4L, 4L, 4S, 4S. So all rank 4s. Uh, it has Junk, and the ship gets plus 1 retainer rolls against any non-cursed ship. So World Hating. So basically all the cannons are rank 3. And then it's got a link to El Phantasma, which is neat because he has a ton of versions. And the one from Ocean's Edge that we'll see soon is one of the best. So this is, I would say, one of the best cursed gunships overall. Definitely one of their flagships. Because outside of the Ten Masters and a couple Five Masters, they don't have a lot of ships that are above four mass. This one shines a bit. Um, without the built-in world hitting, she wouldn't be very good. But between that and the speed, this, this has got pretty good firepower. And for the cursed, um, decent speed for uh, pretty good striking range. So there's a lot of good crew combos you can use with her. Um, different versions of Alphantasma combo great with the Link. Um, I've used her primarily with Davy Jones from Ocean's Edge as well. 
um, 12 points all powerful with Captain Helmsman, and then you have to put Sir Edmund aboard, who's one of those two-point reducer crew. He subtracts a point from the other crew. That brings the setup to 19 points, but then minus three other crew brings it down to 16 to fit it on. Um, so that makes a, a pretty devastating setup. But overall, I would say the Divine Dragon is one of my favorite cruise ships. And uh, actually, the first the first six-master junk we've seen since uh, South China Sea, because there were only two non-Jade Rebellion six-masters released. And they're in both in this set. Yeah, and this is yeah. one of them, so it's a good one. Yeah, I've seen Divine Dragon played. It was in one of my early re-entry games. It caused a lot of damage, although I was also not using a great fleet. Divine's Dragon or Divine Dragon's real problems are first its base cannon rolls and its combined ability. What WizKids did is effectively put a hard stop to further buffing the ship's guns with the World Hater ability. Because you can't make it redundant, so it becomes very challenging to reduce these ranks to two. You can do it. There are ways, international crew, this and that. But the other problem is that there is the other six-masted junk in this set, which we'll talk about later. I think most people already know what's coming. And that ship is, I think, almost undeniably better overall, and it's cheaper. Yeah, so, yeah it's way better. Yeah, yeah Divine Dragon... So close, no, not quite the cigar. It gets a cigarette, a good cigarette. <laughs> All right, after that comes Lechem Namod, at least that's how I'm going to pronounce it, which is a sea monster. It's a squid, so it's got five tentacles, all of which are 2S. The base move is L, and its ability is basic reroll. At 14 points, this is not too bad a deal, considering the firepower you're getting, but again... There are better sea monsters out there for this price. If you can pin something and hold it still for Lekim Naman to get close and surface, maybe it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's probably the best of, like, the slow, or one of the best of the slow creatures. Because um, someone's like Mist Walker and Kalim are a lot faster and therefore better. But, I mean, five 2S cannons and reroll for 14 points with the ability to submerge. Yeah, it is pretty solid for a squid. Um, so of the slow ones, it's one of the best, but still going to be outclassed by the speedy, uh, creatures. And then, uh, mm -hmm. the next one is the Maman Bridget, which is a funny ship, um, but I'll go over the stats. Uh, Cursed, 4 Master, 12 points, 5 cargo, only S speed. Uh, the cannons are 5S, 4S, 4S, 5S, so really bad. And then the ability is uh, once per turn, if the ship is touching another ship, reveal all face-down treasure aboard the other ship. The ship can take as much unique treasure from the other ship as she can carry. So this ship is kind of infamous. Um, she's been called the worst ship in the game uh, more times than she deserves. She's mm -hmm. actually a reasonable you know, gold hauler, not much of a runner, with a curse. With I usually just send her out with a helmsman, uh, space for four coins, and then SS speed. So not horrible for the cursed. It would be pretty bad for any other of the main factions, but um, she's not the worst ship in the game. Um, Lake Solitaire is fairly far worse, for example, um, but it's still still not a strong ship by any means. So yeah, Maman Brigitte gets a really bad rap. I think worse than she deserves mm -hmm. because she does at least have a she has one redeeming stat, her good cargo space. And sure, her ability's powerful, but she's really never going to use it. Yeah. 
you can excuse her as an overpriced gold runner, but nevertheless a sort of competent one at that. Yeah. Just barely competent. Too expensive, though. Mm-hmm. All right. The next ship on the list is Juggernaut, which is a four-masted schooner and one that I haven't quite figured out myself because she's 14 points. She's got a base move of L and a cargo space of three. Her guns are 2L, 2L, 3L, 4L, and she gets plus one to her boarding rolls. So I guess she's supposed to be a warship, but she's not really that fast. She's not a great bargain compared to a lot of other ships this size. I mean, even look at Obago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess... I guess Juggernaut has slightly better guns overall, but you're paying extra points and getting uh, an ability of limited value. Yeah. Yeah, Juggernaut, I think, kind of pales in comparison to a lot of the excellent formatted schooners from a lot of the early sets with the with the reverse power creep affecting base moves a lot. Um, yeah. so I don't think schooners... You could make a decent case that all schooners should have a faster base move than L. Um, but... For the curse, though, I would say the Juggernaut is actually one of their better gunships at four masts. Um, yeah. I used her a few times. I distinctly remember a game where I did get pretty lucky with the dice, but I was using her as a as a cursed flagship, and I think I had a firepot specialist, and I managed to light all three of my opponent's ships on fire throughout the game. So he thought this ship was like really devastating, and I read the flavor text to him, um, so he was pretty it was pretty intimidating for him. Um, but I think it's a decent gunship. Uh, she's got a combat ability. Two L guns are stacked at the bow, which are which is nice. Um, they're all long range, which I love. So I kind of have a soft spot for the Juggernaut. I think for the Cursed, they got a pretty good gunship here. But um, as usual, kind of pales in comparison to the to the might of the the big four or whatever big five. So. Uh, the next one is Maxahebel. I have no idea how to pronounce it. It's a sea serpent. Um, so four segments. Uh, cursed, 15 points, no cargo space, L move, cannons are 2L, 2S, 2S, 3S, and along with the sea monster keyword, it's got reverse captain, so after a resolve to shoot, it can move as a free action. This one, I've used a few times, hasn't been too effective, the speed is probably the biggest drawback. I will say, between the cannons and reverse captain after surfacing, I mean, it has a little bit of value, but um, compared to even the mod that we saw up there, and the next creature of course too um this one really doesn't stand out as good at all yeah Yeah. when you compare it to namad which has better armament and probably an ability of nearly the same value Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a no contest after max i'm not even gonna bother to try (laughs) we get bracura which is the first of the titans this is the cursed one and Obviously, it's a gigantic crab. I'm not going to reference the disastrous Sony 06 E3 conference as much as I want to. 18 points. It's got two cargo space, SS move, all three L guns, and its ability is this Titan ignores the first hit it takes each turn as long as it has all of its segments. So not bad. Not the greatest among among the the Titans, but it's still going to be reasonably hard to to take down yeah yeah it's pretty good um the most defensive titan i've used it a bit and it's been pretty effective for the most part 
One thing about these Titans, though, just like with the other sea creatures, you can't expect them to last long, because they're usually, between their size and, you know, ferocity, if you will, and kind of, they're kind of a magnet for fire, and uh, they're still offensive units for the most part, so they go down quickly, but they usually mm-hmm. do uh, manage to do some good damage in the meantime, so this one is good, definitely. So, good ability, solid speed, good, good uh, you know, claws, I guess, so pretty solid. Uh, the next one is the Gwinnie. This is a Curse 3 Master, 12 points, 4 cargo, S move. Cannons are all 3S, and it's got canceling built in. So it can cancel a crew or ship ability with an S um, each turn. So that's the main strength of this ship. The cargo is solid. Um, I, of course, I love this one because I love cancelers. Um, but other than, the, other than the base move, actually, she's not too bad of a ship. I usually just use her as a as kind of a support gunship as part of a like super squadron with you know a bunch of cursed flagships or powerful cursed ships in a large game i haven't used her much in the smaller games i think the speed would be a real hindrance there um i will say the ship looks kind of funky too she's got these big like black or gray shrouds like draped over the deck which is kind of a interesting design but i say it's a good ship just solely for the canceling but outside of that pretty mediocre yeah um uh, this is another one where I'm not really sure how it's pronounced. I want to say Guinea or Guinea. Yeah. yeah, no real way to know. But uh, you covered it pretty well. It's Its stats are mostly there. The guns are usable. Cargo space is good. Base move is terrible. The ability is valuable. So, yeah, in when paired up with a bunch of other ships in a battle group, it probably proves its worth. But in a smaller game, it's hard to get as much out of this ship after guinea or guinea i'm not gonna bother because the next ship is lilu which is 11 points two cargo ls move all or four as guns and plus one to boarding rolls or plus two against sea monsters this is pretty lame yeah. The the artwork is great. This is it's like it looks really bloody and blue at the same time. Yeah. But oh this is a bad ability on a statistically bad ship. Yeah. I know the speed jumps out at you like, ooh, a curse a good curse ship, and then everything else that's bad or, or terrible. Um I've tried to use it in the huge games when I have nothing else left to launch and she hasn't done well. Um I think a flotilla tug, I guess, is a maybe, maybe. Use, but yeah, but even that, the curse of better options. Yeah, even Fallen Angel and stuff like that is better. So yeah, it's it's pretty lame. You're right. Um, oh well. Uh, the next one is not too much better. I guess a little better. Uh, Nightmare is a three-masted curse schooner, five cargo, S move. Cannons are two S, three S, four S. So they kind of remind me of a galley. Um, and then it's got a horde basically. So if the ship wins a boarding party, she make tra- take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. This one I've used a few times, similar to the Maman Bridget. Uh, just a, just kind of an okay, slow gold runner for the curse that wouldn't really make the cut for other nations, but the curse kind of kind of needs stuff like this just to stay alive sometimes. Um, so I usually just put a helmsman on and get some gold. Um, the problem with trying to be a hybrid is the cannons get worse towards the back. Uh, it's going to be expensive real quick. It's going to be 18 points with a captain helmsman, and then you're too slow to aboard enemy ships with gold usually so um a gold runner with a helmsman is the main use i've done with this one so 
Yeah, her cost is inflated by this ability, and you never want boarding abilities on ships with S-base move. Her guns are mediocre. Her cargo space is great, but her cost isn't that low. There's so much better you can get for this. Yeah. Nightmare is, I'd imagine, kind of a nightmare to use. Yeah. <laughs> the next ship down the list, God, how many are we going to run across that have S-base move? Because Deathwind, I guess we can call it S-Wind, is 11 <laughs> points, has the aforementioned terrible base move for cargo. The guns are 3L, 3L, 4L. And the abilities, once per turn, the ship may randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. Like we just said, a close contact ability like that on a ship this slow is a mess. Yeah. And I guess you could maybe use her as a kind of a mediocre hybrid if yep. you put a Captain Helmsman on her. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I've done. Yeah, that's about it. Um, the other two, Nightmare and Mama, are both better. Um as just gold runners, Deathwind has the cannons and ability to be a hybrid, but the speed once again is kind of the death knell or whatever for this ship. So not for yeah. you. Deathwind is dead. Um, so the next one is the Strix. Uh, it's a curse two master, ten points, two cargo, L move. Cannons are two L, three L, and the ship gets plus one to cannon rolls against pirate ships. So I don't know why this has to be ten. I think it could be six, maybe. I don't know why. Six sounds right to me. Yeah, 10 points is way too much to pay for a boring support gunship. Um, the cannons are solid, but there's just nothing else to get excited about. So, Yeah, it's another one of those ships where it's just incredibly boring. And, it, it, well, not just that, it's also expensive. Yeah. And the Curse don't have that many amazing crew options, so you really can't crew her up interestingly unlike some other factions like we found use for a couple overpriced two masters and past sets yeah can't really do it with this ship yeah especially with two cargo just captain yeah. Thompson and forget about it pretty much i know yeah. the artwork is kind of bizarre too it's kind of got like green and i don't know it's weird artwork especially when you see it in person because the mizzen mast has red sails the main mast has black i think so oh yeah yeah i thought it was like a printing error at first when i got the ship yeah it's kind of an eyesore Mm-hmm. All right, the next ship down the list, and I'm going to pronounce this one right, Jikininki is another two-master, and you were complaining about cargo on Strix. Well, Jikininki has zero cargo, and at 13 points for a two-master, you'd better be getting quite a lot elsewhere. You're getting LS base move. That's good. Guns are 2L2S. That's good. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew. Well, at least WizKids, I guess, if you take my words back 10 years, 11 years, I guess they listened to me when I said don't put this ability on slow ships because this ship is fast, but it's a small ship. It's not going to win these boarding parties ever. Yeah. And you I can, can't. I can attest to that because I sent this ship out multiple times in Command the Oceans, and I, I, I don't know if she ever won a boarding party. She tried, like, I think at least three times. Maybe. I don't know for sure, but yeah, she was not effective. Um, one cargo space and like maybe 11 points would make it reasonable with a captain, but with zero, it's just a suicide ship that kills itself and doesn't do much in the process. So um, I will say the flavor text is one of the more disturbing. It says, when the crew of the Chicken Inky boards an enemy ship, they kill anyone they cannot put in their cook pots and eat. So, Doesn't that involve killing too? Yeah, really. <laughs> 
Uh, oh well. So yeah, kind of a kind of a weird failure of sorts. Um, and I think the only you know like sailing ship with no cargo, I believe, if I remember this right. So um, so unique, but not in a good way. Uh, yeah. The next one is arguably worse um, somehow. Uh, the Nasolar is a two-masted cursed blockade runner, uh, 11 points, one cargo, LS move, and the can cannons are 4L, 5L, and this ship cannot be shot at by ships with an S of her, which is not great defense when you can get rammed and uh, you're not really a threat to begin with, so okay. opponents and ships don't really need to shoot at you. Um, the best thing is the speed, so it's reasonable as a flotilla tug, but even then, I'd still rather have the Fallen Angel by a hair. Um, this ship is one of my least favorites, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's all around, well, I guess except for the move, terrible stats with a really good ability. I'd say if you're desperate to use it, yeah, Flotilla Tug with uh, Shipwright and Oarsman, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I have Google Translate open here. Nosolar is huh. our home in Portuguese. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I should look up what squalo means while I'm at it. S-Q-U-A-L-O. It, <laughs> in Italian, it means shark. Oh, yeah. Squalo is a shark. Yes, one of the two or three, I think three? Yeah, three. I, I don't think it matters. They're all terrible. Um, one of the three sharks introduced. This is a two-segment sea monster. It looks like a shark. It's nine points. It's got L move, 2S, 3S guns, and it has the fear keyword. Does fear work if it's submerged? Yeah, that's one advantage, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's one upside, but this is still... I mean, if you really want to use Squallow, then it's at best a support option for... I mean, I, I can see Squallow as being a really good way to drop the fear keyword into the midst of a bunch of enemy ships in a big game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... think yeah, yeah, you can't like target it while it's submerged, although yeah. the problem is you're taking a 2S gun out of the fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a decent option. Um, I used it in a reasonably smallish game, like I think it was 80 points, and the fear did work at a nice time towards the end of the game. Um Although it was it, it was a lopsided gold score, so I don't know how much it mattered. I can't remember. Um, but other than that, I, I don't really have any memories with Squallow, even though I've tried to use it. Um, I will say it is the best of the sharks because it's cheaper. The other ones are double digits cost. Um, the you know the offense is decent and fears while submerged is solid. So um, still terrible as a sea monster, but as sharks go it does have the distinction of being most playable, um, even though it's still not very playable. Uh, the next one is kind of a weird, almost like a cult favorite, I would say, among Cursed mm -hmm. Um The Sea Rat is a Cursed Two-Masted Junk, 10 points, 5 cargo, L move, cannons are 5S, 5S, and Junk Keyword, and Home Island Rating, so it can dock an enemy Home Island load of treasure. So this one is... One of their best gold runners, just put a helmsman on, maybe explore or oarsman, but with a helmsman you'll have uh, 12 points for four cargo at LS move, so uh, one of their best ships uh, for gold, actually, and uh, the home island rating is a perfect little, little add-on to that. It's kind of just a nice little bonus at the end um, that helps her get gold even more in the right uh, opportunity. 
Yeah, Sea Rat, even outside of the context of the Cursed, is a decent ship. And within the context of the Cursed and within this set, she's one of the best. It's kind of a strange-looking, rusty, reddish-orange ship with a lot of black highlights. I'm not sure if the black is supposed to represent empty space or... I don't know. It's supposed to on a lot of ships, but you can never really tell with the Cursed. Yeah. After the Sea Rat, we get Davy Jones, the first iteration of himself. This version of Davy Jones is the 12-point ability that... Wait, wait, no. Oh, I got confused there. No, this is not the first. No, he first appeared in Davy Jones' Curse. This is this is the twelve point version. Again, he has the limit keyword, and this is another one of those crew where it's roll a d six at the beginning of each turn. One to four, the ship he's on gets an extra action. Five, you can give any ship in your fleet an extra action, and on a six, you can give an enemy ship an action. So he's basically. EA, Fleet Admiral, and a uh, an enemy mover all rolled into one. Yeah. I've never used him, but I I really want to because I think he'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, these crew are extremely epic to use. Um, they're the most expensive crew in the entire game. Um, all powerful. Only showed up twice um, in the game, both times in this set. And it is... A lot of fun to use. Um, it turns any ship you put them on into like an automatic powerhouse because even if you get a five in a reasonable game, like 100 points or lower, a lot of times you're going to be using the five for that ship, for his ship as well. So it's a really powerful, um, it just turns any ship he's on into a powerhouse basically. And like I said, I like using them on the Divine Dragon, um, especially back in the day when I didn't have a bigger collection, but. Um, of course, he's perfect on the Ten Masters. The Cursed have two of those. Um, and the Flying Dutchman is 17 points, so David Jones with Captain Helmsman works pretty well there, too. Um, I will say the, the ability on a six, giving an enemy ship in action, that's kind of ties into my mind control uh, fleet idea, which is one of my favorite fleets. And uh, he's definitely played quite a big role in the Basel campaign games. Um, along with uh, Emperor Blackheart, who also is all powerful. But yeah, he shines more in bigger build totals, but even at 40 points, he uh, makes for a big threat. So I would say all powerful is one of the, one of the most interesting and, and uh, fun keywords, definitely. So I could, I could go on and on, but maybe another time. That yeah. like Davy Jones story time. <laughs> Kids, did I ever tell you about the time I used Davy Jones in a 150 point game? Yes, oh, yeah. you did. <laughs> and then I used him in the next game, too. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so the next one is uh, actually, oh yeah, real quick. In Vessel Campaign Game 1, I started with Davy Jones. It was 30 points to start that campaign game. I used the Divine Dragon with Davy Jones and Helmsman. So it was pretty weird because I used, uh, he links to all Curse Ships. That's what it doesn't say in the. In the database, so that helps Jones out too. Um, so in that case, the Divine Dragon was like a weird hybrid for a while, but, but yeah. And I will say the flavor text and the artwork are both top notch. Um, so I would say this version of Davy Jones I like even better than the other one. And I would say um, Whiz Kids really, I would say they hit it out of the park on this one. I think this is one of the coolest name crew ever, honestly. Between all all things considered, I think it's really a great uh, a great job they did, and I think it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I'd like to yeah. uh, to piggyback on with this. The presence of Davy Jones in this set and the set's name at Ocean's Edge 
I think this was meant to sort of piggyback on the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. Because this came out about the same time as that movie. And I, I, yeah, I think they were banking on, on, uh, getting sales from moviegoers, which they ended up doing with the following set. But, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, just a little tidbit on that. Um, I had a message with Wolf and he kind of said, kind of alluded to like, it did seem like at the time WizKids was basically trying to go as close to Pirates of the Caribbean as possible without like getting sued for copyright infringement. So, and this kind of, this kind of illustrates that, um, especially with the Whirlpools and the, and the other sets name and whatnot. So, uh, the next one is the next curse name crew, Wraith. Uh, it's, uh, nine points. Uh, you get fear and a massacre ability. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, she may eliminate all the other ship's crew. Um, I just don't see it worth nine. I mean, the massacre, I could see it like five points and then this would be like seven, but either way, you're basically getting two kind of expensive, not so great abilities in one crew. So with name crew, you want to do a lot better than this. You said it. It's two overpriced keywords at well, an unreasonable price. I would pay four or five for this at most. Four, yeah, at four he'd still struggle to see a lot of use. Yeah, yeah, he might be a really great deal then, but the cursed could use one or two of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. After him comes this set's version of El Phantasma, who is five points, and he is a sack captain. And for those who aren't familiar with what that acronym means, it means. Once per turn, you may eliminate one of this ship's crew to give her an extra action on top of having the captain ability and a link to Divine Dragon. Even without the link, this is a superb crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I said, with the Divine Dragon, it's a good link. Um, even if uh, even if you don't use Davy Jones and Divine Dragon. And you could, you could say, you could make a good case that this is probably the most practical version of Phantasma released. Um, and you could see good usage on a lot of cursed ships, um, especially like a flagship, like a 10 master. So, and I will say they, Phantasma always has pretty good artwork, but this one is where he started to have like glowing eyes, which I think was a neat, uh, touch. So when you, when you look at the card, uh, it kind of stands out. It's a little freaky, but, yeah. um, and as usual, pretty cool flavor text, which is typical of the curse. Next one is another character we've seen before, Cavendish. Um, this is a three-point curse crew. Crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. So that's a pretty good one for the curse. I've already seen it on Tabitha McWarren from Davy Jones' Curse. So I didn't really need it, but having two of them just allows you to go crazy in huge games with the Ten Masters, for example, which are by far the most likely ships you'd use a crew like Cavendish on, because the curse don't have a lot of big capital ships, um, and even the ones they do aren't even above 20 points sometimes. The Spectre's not very good. Um, but yeah. yeah, Cavendish, we've seen before Warlord Cavendish uh, from the South China Seas, for example. Um, he's turned to the dark side here. and uh, It's a decent crew, just not that remarkable, especially because it's a clone. Yeah, Cavendish isn't all that interesting, but I think by virtue of providing this ability for the Cursed, who are short on good crew options... Well, at least reasonably priced crew options. I think he's one of their more important crew for, like you said, for bigger strategies. Mm-hmm. Got to skip on down through a number of 
generic curse crew, and now we're into the pirates. And the first of which is the return of the, well, no, it's not in the name. The ship's name is just Deliverance, which I think is its third appearance at this point. Third and maybe final. I think second, I don't know. I'll look it up. It was definitely in Spanish Main. It might have also been in Crimson Coast. But Deliverance is uh, is a Pirate 5 master. Actually, kind of artwork sort of similar to the Spanish main, but slightly different sales. I am stalling. 16.5 Master has a base move of L plus S, 4 cargo, 3S, and then 3 3L guns, and then another 3S. And this ship gets plus 1 to a cannon rolls against the cursed. Terrible ability but pretty flexible, and correct me if I'm wrong, the fastest base move of any five master. Yep, exactly. Tied with the swallow, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I looked it up. There's Technically, there are three deliverances, but two of them are from Crimson Coast, because one of them's like a, an, not LE, but it's like a PR ship, number 201. Oh, yeah. The original's from Crimson Coast and had ghost ship. So, But this one's arguably better, because you're getting... I mean, the, both abilities aren't great, but this one's three points cheaper, so it's it's a pretty good good ship. Um, yeah, the speed is the, the biggest asset here, but this ship is perfect as a flagship with um, some of the pirate name crew we're going to see very soon. Um, so yeah, pirates have a ton of great name crew options to put on this to make her a monster. World Hater, Captain Helmsman, and maybe some kind of extra actions can really make her quite devastating. And I will say mm-hmm. the artwork is kind of interesting the sails are kind of funky and then they got the kind of the the british nelson checker on the on the hull makes her look like a big ship of the line which is kind of weird for the pirates but whatever but you're saying she would make a really good uh kind of a monster of a ship right yeah what a perfect segue for you into yeah Seleucus, <laughs> which is a sea monster um this is the pirate squid from this set uh, 15 points, no cargo, L move, all five segments or tentacles are three F gun. Sea uh, Monster keyword and give this monster a move action, but do not move it. Move any other sea monster instead. So that can include your opponents. So this is a big ability. Um, this is kind of uh, a source of, you know, cheesing, as you call it, um, in the kind of the creature based fleets, because with this you can. Um, use this to move another sea monster and then you could shoot with that sea monster's own action for the turn so it's a weird way of giving um another sea monster extra actions um it's very expensive way to do that 15 points but uh there's not many other ways to do it so in that in that regard this thing sitting at your home island helping out other creatures is an interesting strategy um it's just it's just so expensive but other than the ability this one is really boring, but the ability makes it stand out a lot. Yeah, I'd say the artwork is really good on this because it's bright yellow with blue tips to its tentacles. I think you summed it up pretty well. It's a very interesting, also powerful ability, but it comes in at a cost that you can't really justify unless you're building it around, uh, building your fleet around maximizing Seleucus's ability. Yeah. After Seleucus, or Seleucus, doesn't matter, and it doesn't translate to anything I checked, comes Pioneer, which is a 
It's one of the cheapest four masteries in the game. It's 10 points, three cardo, L move, and then it's guns are 3L, and then the rest are 3S. Its abilities, English crew made their abilities on this ship, which is kind of a strange one, is a link to Griffin and Empress. Empress is terrible. Griffin can be decent. Yeah. Yeah, this one strikes me as just kind of a boring support gunship. Um, yeah. I don't have too much to say. Um, and the pirates have much... That's the thing. I, fi- I, just, I just get bored with this one, so I don't really use it. So, for example, they've got the Dark Hawk for 10 points. Um, and if you don't want to be that, you know, overpowered, you can use, like, Cassandra for 11, um, Eagle for 9. So there's there's too many more exciting options that this costs, uh, you know, mass level for me to use the Pioneer. So I don't really like her too much. Yeah. Uh, the next one I like even worse, um, or less, I should say. The Neptune's Ford is a four-masted pirate schooner. Uh, 15 points, five cargo, but just S move. Uh, cans are 3S, 3S, 3L, 3L, and if this ship is an assigned helmsman crew, roll a D6 after a true result of move action on a result of 4 to 6, this ship can move L. So, I hate that ability. It basically, yep. you either move S plus S, um, and that's it, or you move S and have a 50% chance of moving L, which is a terrible gamble because you can't move S and expect to do anything. It's just going to be a big waste of points. So, it's just a conundrum. Um, the original Neptune's Horde was way better for three less points. So mm-hmm. it's, it's totally an embarrassment. Um, doesn't make any sense. And I could see this at maybe, maybe like nine points. I don't know. It's terrible. I don't think you're wrong there. Um, yeah. HMS Caledonia, I think it is, is nine right. points, and that's a four-masted schooner yep. with, I'm pretty sure, similar armament and an equally terrible base move. Yeah. I'm one. Uh, the artwork is great on this ship, which is kind of a shame because it won't ever see the light of day. But something else I'm really wondering about is specifically the wording of the ability. If this ship does get s from a crew that has the ability to add s but isn't explicitly a helmsman or doesn't have the helmsman keyword say if you used hammersmith or ghost wind or whatever it was could you in theory move s plus s and maybe still l i don't think so because those are still helmsmen hammersmith has helmsmen and then ghost wind i I remember this was a rules question and wolf ruled that like Bootstrap Bill from the Caribbean set is technically a helmsman, even though it doesn't say it. The yeah. same ability as the keyword. What I think you could do is, uh, like, I guess you could try to stack trade currents in front of it every turn, but. Be... <laughs> but that would work better on, say, <laughs> literally every other ship in the game. Yeah, exactly. So you could you could make it faster, but with like obscure yeah. bonuses, but it's not really worth it. So. Absolutely. And then after Neptune's Horde comes the next Titan, Rananoidia, I think. Yeah, that's how I do it, usually. All right. And this one's 21 points, so more expensive than the last. But for that extra point, you or extra three points, you get one more cargo space, three this time, L plus S base move. All guns are 3S, but the ability is this Titan eliminates two masts with one hit. If you combine this with, I think it's Capitaine Cheval from Caribbean, which is the ability to destroy a cargo on every hit, you build yourself one Hell of a nasty, nasty Titan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this one is devastating. It's got the best move and the best ability of all three Titans. 
So this one can be a powerhouse. Um, I will say the 3S, I've never had good luck with 3S cannons in general. They always seem to let me down. Um, sometimes they do better with 4L. But, um, but that could be remedied with a World Hater. This one would also pair well, like the, the Deliverance, with some of the pirate name crew from this set. I would do Captain Helmsman, um, and then maybe the World Haber, Hater. Um, Cheval is a good option. Um, same action twice, or something like that, could make it move real quick. And get a lot of attacks in with the claws, though. So, yeah, this one is devastating. So, kind of like I said earlier, it's not going to last long, but it should at least do um, an equal amount of damage on the way out. So Yeah, it'll it'll go out the same way a an atomic bomb goes out. It'll be yeah. really bright for a short time, and then you're left with rubble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Raise hell and then fall apart. So. Yeah, it's probably going to be on the fun side, though, while it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is not fun. Morgawer. Yeah, this one's lame. Um, Morgawer, I don't know. Uh, uh, the pirates get another sea monster. This one's a, a four mass, uh, four segment uh, sea serpent. I almost said squid. Um, it's 14 points, no cargo, L move. Cannons are 3L, and then all the others are 3Ss. And it's got uh, this dumb fire pot attack. So basically, you can use a shoot, a shoot action to make an L range. Uh, a 3L breath attack against a target ship, but it may no may make no other attacks, which is terrible. Um, and if it hits the target, target's controller replaces one of her masks with a fire mask. Um, I, I just can't stand that ability. I think it should be just built in. You should just have Firepot Specialist as the ability um, for 12 points, maybe even less points and a better ability, and then it would still be kind of meh and just kind of mediocre. So in this case, the speed... The ability in the guns I just don't justify the cost at all. Yeah, it's too expensive, not particularly well-armed, even with that ability, which I think we can agree is one of the more powerful offensive uh, cannon abilities out there. Aside from that, um, out of curiosity, I dropped this thing's name into Translate again. It's <laughs> Welsh for tomorrow, oh. and it's pronounced Morgaur. Okay. I think. Yeah, it says Welsh in the flavor text. Nice. Oh, it does it? Well, hold on a second. I just closed it. it yes, Welsh it does. It seems to favor Welsh Buccaneers. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, I'm also going to drop Rhinoidia in to see if that means anything at all. Yeah, I didn't know there were this many. Uh, uh, <laughs> it says it's Finnish, and it translates as Rhinoidia. Oh, my God. In other words, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But. Nice. After Morgaur comes Black Mongoose, which is which I only really know because there's a section of the forum named after it that I don't use. Yeah. But Black Mongoose is a Pirate 3 Master, 10 points, 3 cargo space, SS move, all 3L guns, and plus 1 to cannon rolls against English ships. It's pretty obviously just a, a decent deal on a support gunship. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Other than the 3L cannons, I'm not a fan. Um, mm -hmm. I'll read the flavor tags for those who haven't heard it. Captain Padre built this ship himself and named her after his favorite tavern. He and his crew have a reputation for tactics other consider, others consider insane. So this is why the Black, Moose, uh, Black Mongoose Tavern is named uh, as such in the miniature right. forums. And uh, 
it's basically just the off-topic forum or sub-forum for pirates, CSG people. So, so kind of a neat little tie-in. Other than that, though, yeah, the ship is not much to get excited about. Uh, the next one is a little better. HMS Ricketts is not an English ship. It's a pirate ship uh, that should, should should just be called Ricketts, really. Um, Ten points, three cargo, L-move. All the cannons are 3S, and you're probably thinking this isn't the exact type of boring ship that a 7 x Van Ben hates, but it does have World Hater. So basically against non-pirates, all the cannons are 2S. So in that case, this is a decent um, gunship option, and uh, it talks about rum consumption in the flavor text, and you've got some barrels on the sails design. So it's decent looking, and with World Hater, you know, it's it's got some solid firepower. Yeah. yeah. Rum consumption, everybody's favorite part of the game. And actually, the next time I play a game of this, I really should buy a bottle of cheap rum and see if I hate rum as much as I did the last time I had it. Oh, well. <laughs> the answer will probably be yes. yes. Um, but beyond that, HMS Ricketts is it's kind of a case of comparing to the Black Mongoose because they're both support gunships at the same cost. It comes down to what you value most, gun accuracy or flexibility in the form of speed and range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after HMS Ricketts is Lady Newport, which is ooh, not a good ship because this is a three-masted pirate schooner with admittedly pretty dang good art. It's got purple, violet sails. Anyway... It's at nine points, you're getting L plus S move, 3S, 3L, 3S guns, two cargo, and can move S after unloading cargo. Not not a fitting ability, not particularly good guns, not good cargo space. If you want, you can use it as a support, as a support gunship, but I would say either of the two above ships is a better option. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, the ability is just a waste, really. Um, Maybe they, they could take the ability away and make her cost like seven or eight should be more useful. But mm-hmm. I've used the Lady Newport decently well. Um, speed is generally a ship's most important um, attribute or in, or in the stats anyway. So with a captain and helmsman, the Lady Newport has done pretty well for me on a couple occasions. So, so I, I kind of like the ship, but but she does have some serious flaws. And the next one, uh, the Just Wind, is actually just mediocre. Uh, the Pirate Two Master. Uh, nine points, three cargo, L move. Both cannons are two S, but then she's got plus one to boarding rolls and plus two against sea monsters. So, uh, silly ability really for a small ship. Um, the, the cannons and cargo are fair, but for nine points, there's not much reason to use this. And uh, I'll do a preemptive strike here and say the uh, executioner is far better. <laughs> yeah, I actually wasn't thinking about that. I must be out of practice, but. Yeah, Just Wind is, and we've just been looking at a group of ships that make for much better support warships, and even though Just Wind has a pair of 2S guns, the rest of its stats don't really justify 9 points. Nah. I, I could say maybe for 7. Yeah. Because it's well-rounded enough to say, okay, yeah, 7 points makes sense, and then it's kind of a niche pick. Yeah. But. Just Wind is just kind of forgettable. Yep. The Cat's Claw follows, and it's another 9.2 Master. Really good art, although I must say it does kind of look like a can of Monster. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, nine points gets you two cargo space again. SS move, not again. The guns are both 3L, much better. And if the ship has a captain, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls. That's not bad. Although, it must be said, it, like you reminded me, even if you put a captain on this, you've basically got a worse version of Executioner. Yeah, yeah this one never stood out to me very much either. Um, this ability is not all that great on a small ship. Um, I think she could be like six points and see some usage. Or to be worth nine, I think you have to double the cargo or you know, make the speed faster, do something, but it's, it's not quite good enough. Or maybe the ability could yeah. say plus one to cannon rolls and plus fast space move, and then you could be, like, super fast with a helmet. But, yeah, you could make that argument. Yeah, but then, but as is, she's not worth nine, so, oh well. Mm -hmm. um, the next one, I like the other word for the next one, it's kind of blue and white. The Triton's Bane is a pirate two-masted blockade runner. Seven points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are 3S, 4S, and ramming cannot eliminate this ship's mass, which, while that's a decent ability to have on a small ship, this one is really just meh. I just, I don't know. I don't, I've hardly ever used it, and I just don't know why it would. It just doesn't do anything great to justify sailing her out, sadly. Yeah, Triton's Bane has, it's kind of got a dull ability. Sure, it's, it's a good ability to have on a smaller ship. But it's a good ability to have on a small ship that has some value to it, and the ship doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just trying to find a way to work in a joke, <laughs> but uh, all I can come up with is, I believe it's pronounced Triton, which yeah. is something I only really know because apparently a lot of Ford pickups had a terrible engine that was called the Triton. Huh. Anyway, nobody listening cares about that. So I'm going to stop teaching you about that and get on to the next <laughs> the next piece, which is coincidentally called Teach. How funny is that? Uh, what's less funny is its point cost, which is 13. Its base move, which is L. Uh, its guns are no laughing matter at 2S and 2S. But its ability is because if this ship or sea monster succeeds at a boarding party, it may eliminate all the other ship's crew, which it never will. This is a terrible piece. Yeah. Yeah, as the sharks go, this uh, might be the worst, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. has just not much to say, really. It's just bad. I uh, really I, want to find a use for all the sharks. <laughs> I know it's impossible. Uh, I want to, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm stubborn. Um, I guess you could stay submerged and then um, surface and then board right after, but there's still just not much. I would rather that. use both the 2S guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can get those for for cheaper on... Just Wind. Uh, yeah. And Just Wind, we even agree, is... Uh, Better, yeah. Teach uh, is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a pun quick enough for that one, but... Uh, the Queen of Cups is a one-masted pirate sloop. Uh, seven points, two cargo, L move. The cannon is 2L. And when when the ship hits an enemy ship, you you may also eliminate one cargo from that ship. That's different from what I've seen. I thought it was crew, but anyway. Um, either way, uh, it's, it's just a classic case of everything is good for it to be a sport gun ship, but with one cannon, it's just can't do much with it, so... I think it could be five points and see a little bit more usage, but uh, 
it's not going to be picked, you know, above other options. So. Yeah, even at five points, I'd say because once you put a captain on that, you're looking at eight points, which yeah. isn't cost effective. And if you do captain helmsman, that's ten, and that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I'd okay. say three points would be okay. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, as funny as that sounds, six points for this ship with a captain. Would you spend any more than that? Not really. I just said five because I I need a helmsman. I don't I don't like L on a gunship. No. I don't either. But at the same time, you don't like spending ten points on a one-masted ship. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the Chesapeake. I think I'm trying to think of the ships that's similar to. I think the Chesapeake, the American ship, it's very similar. So. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be proud to use that, but I would be proud to use the Proud Tortoise, except I probably wouldn't because it's not amazing for a turtle ship. But a turtle ship, it is seven points, one cargo space, SSS move, 3S gun, plus one to cannon rolls against Cursed, which is useless. So if you look at Proud Tortoise for just its stats, it still doesn't really do anything special. Yeah. Yeah, the speed is the only standout, and with that, I guess it's a decent flotilla tug, but I mean, the pirates have a ton of good options at small yeah. ships, um, so yeah. Yeah, not too good. Uh, I mean, you could throw Captain Jack Hawkins from Spanish Main aboard with a, uh, with, with the flotilla, I'd just forgotten what it was called somehow. Yeah, yeah, you could do one of those and then just sail straight into a ship and unload. And that would be a good, fun, kind of dumb strategy. Um, I do like Proud Tortoise's artwork, but I don't like the fact that in the miniature trading picture, it's assembled wrong. Yeah, yeah. I used to always do that. The wolf pointed out to somebody else on the forum. I remember that. Actually, speaking of Jack Hawkins, funny enough, as long as you have nothing more to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I was about to say that, yep. Yeah. yeah. I should have let you say it. Yeah. Jack Hawkins is the next crew. Um, this is the latest version of him. He's got captain and plus one to boarding rolls for six points. Um, I think he should be five. But other than that, decent name crew. The biggest problem is both the Spanish main and the Crimson Coast versions are better than this one, so most people won't use this version of Hawkins here. Yeah, there are a bunch of other crew like this, and the pirates don't need one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, for this cost, you can get, what was it? Um, you can get the captain, yeah, you can get the Spanish main version of him plus another crew from Crimson Coast or whatever that has just plus one to boarding rules for the flat two points. So you can get the best of both worlds for the same cost if you're willing to take up extra cargo space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So skip this version of Jack Hawkins. Mm-hmm. What you don't want to skip is this version of Calico Cat, which is awesome. One of the redeeming features of the set, because Calico Cat, for six points, you get both World Hater and D6 extra action. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but does she also link to all pirate ships and it's not in the database? I can't remember, honestly. I th- think she does um actually give me a second to turn on the light so i can grab my uh, grab my binder which is like right underneath the desk i'll be right back nice yeah yeah calico cat um so basically she gets ea and then world hater ea is usually five world hater is usually four and they're generally worth that much 
so she should be nine points. So she's got a three-point discount down to six. So as a result, she's one of the best named crew in the entire game. You could think of it as getting World Hater for one point, which is an amazing deal. So yeah, Calico Cat is just great. Uh, this is the best version of her. She works great on a lot of different tire gunships. Um, and in the set alone, the Deliverance and Renanoidia, which is a very good option for her to for her to come aboard. So. Yep. All right. I'm pulling out Found Calico Cat. Link to Cat's Claw. Never mind. Oh. Which we talked about. Yeah, it's not very good. Terrible ship. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were trying to make Cat's Claw good by giving by giving the ship a really great link to crew, but yeah. they failed to realize that you'd just rather use Calico Cat on a ship like uh, Executioner? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you couldn't fit a captain. Yeah. But, um, anyway. Uh, yeah, the kitty, the kitty link didn't work out too well. Um, yeah. The next one is uh, similarly awesome. Uh, Crimson Angel is another pirate rare named crew. Um, and she also showed up in earlier sets, but this one is very similar. Um, she has SAT or foreign leader, so on a five or six, you can give the same action twice to the ship, and she also has world hater, so plus one against pirate ships, plus one to cannon rolls. Um, this one is five, so SAT and world hater would usually combine to make it for seven, so Crimson Angel gets a two-point discount, as opposed to Calico Cat's three, but since Crimson Angel is a point less, and SAT is often just as valuable as extra action EA on gunships. Uh, Crimson Angel is um, sometimes even more cost effective if you're if you're on a tight budget. So Crimson Angel similarly is just one of the best named crew um, in all the game and is amazingly uh, perfect for a lot of pirate gunships and flagships. So two mm -hmm. amazing named crew. And she does also link to this set's version of Deliverance, oh, which point. we pointed out is a really solid ship, and this yeah. is a tremendous crew. So yeah, that's a great link. Yep. Yeah, it two great pieces with a link. You really can't argue that. Yep. After Crimson Angel comes Shopping Tsai, who last appeared in South China Seas. There's like a lot of carryover. It's almost like these were like canonically successive or something yeah. um he's linked to jack hawkins but that link is basically useless because shopping tie is six points plus one to boarding rolls against the cursed and s board yeah so that's like, yeah that's like hammersmith from uh, mysterious islands basically yeah yeah, shopping size really, really not good. The French, yeah. for example, have a bunch of S-board captains at seven points. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same faction, but it does put it into context. And using this link with Jack Hawkins, you'd never do that because the version of Jack Hawkins in this set is not good. Yeah. And this crew is even less good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the other version of Hammersmith from Mysterious Islands is the same thing except for plus one to boarding rolls against mercenary ships. <laughs> and then yeah. both, both of these characters have far superior versions in other sets. So, anyway. Absolutely. Um, the next one, though, is quite good. Griffin is a pirate named crew with captain and reroll. So, classic six point uh, combo crew. So he's perfect. I've used him, or I've, he's perfect with Calco Cat or Crimson Angel because he provides the necessary captain ability on a gunship, and then the reroll is perfect for 
both EA and SAT. So I've often combined Griffin with either of those, um, the two females up above that we went over. Um, and Griffin links to the Pioneer and the Empress, which <laughs> you'll see in a second. Um, but neither of those links are too special. The Pioneer is boring and... Uh, uh, Empress is awful, bordering on unusable. Anyway, Griffin. Oh, yeah, speaking yeah. of awesome. Empress, Empress is, I guess, Griffin's pet. Empress yeah. is a nice big tiger, and because Empress is a nice big tiger, a Bengal tiger, as it says in the flavor text, is five points. And its ability is: if this ship wins a ram roll against a sea monster, Titan, a uh, sea monster, or Titan. Remove two segments instead of one. <laughs> yeah, your laughter says most of it. Um, I have, I have said that this could be used on Beast's Belly, the turtle ship, if you're, if you know you're going up against a uh, a bunch of yeah sea creatures. Even then, it's arguably of. No use. Yeah, next to no use. Yeah, I, I consider this one of the most unusable in the game. I haven't, I don't think I've tried it yet. <laughs> I just can't, I just can't fathom it. I'd rather just dump like a musketeer and a firepot specialist on some random ship. Uh, there's just yeah. nothing. But <laughs> the next game piece, I think you can say the exact opposite about. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the next one is um, maybe the best gunship. Um, for 40-point games. Um, so we're into the English. Uh, so laughing. HMS Grand Temple is uh, one of my favorite ships. English six-masted junk. So this is the final six-masted junk to appear. Um, the seventh one overall. It's a rare ship. Uh, 15 points, three cargo, SS move. The cannons are 3S, 3S, and then 2L, 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 2L. So four 2Ls. And then the three S's at the bow, two of them. Junk keyword and pirate crew may use their abilities on this ship. So you've got access to the two factions with arguably the best selection of fighting named crew. I think the English are up there uh, not too far behind the pirates in that regard and probably ahead mm. of the Spanish and French, at least in my opinion. But The Spanish have some pretty good abilities, but they're kind of scattered and the French are kind of lacking them. Yeah, yeah, and the English have a, a good amount of extra action and same action twice crew that are good for this ship. Mm. So there's just so many great options. Um, like I said, this is, for smaller games, you could say this is the best gunship ever. Um, she's on par with, she's oftentimes on par with the San Cristobal. One-on-one um, -on -one combat, she can beat almost any ship. You need something like the Acorazado or the Constitution to really beat her one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I like using her with uh, either Calico Cat or Crimson Angel from above, because she can use the pirate crew. Um, I think a world hater is a great idea, because it makes the cannons two S's, or yeah, two S's and then one L's, which is devastating. Um, I've had a ton of success with this ship. Uh, HMS Grand Temple Fleet is actually um, it got Fleet of the Week, and I think it's still on the front page of Miniature Training, so if you want to see a fleet using it, yeah, it's still on the front page. I've got a, I've got a standard 40-point fleet uh, with the HMS Grand Temple as the centerpiece. Um, it's great in death matches. It's great in regular games, too. Um, compared to the original Grand Temple, this one is almost the same, but it's five points cheaper for arguably a better ability. Um, the original had Reverse Captain, which is not that great. Uh, this one, Pirate Crew, that does help out the English just because pirates have such great options. So 
Um, this one should probably be at least 20 points or more. So undercosted and just brilliant. Yeah, the original version of Grand Temple cost, I want to say, 20 points, was it? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. This has almost unbeatable crew selection, awesome guns, a low cost, adequate cargo for what it'll probably be used for most of the time, yep. and on top of it all, uh, an average base move. It's not gimped by an S move or anything. HMS Grand Temple is, as you've explained... And if anybody wants to know more, go read his fleet, HMS Grand Temple. One of the best gunships ever released. After comes not quite as good a ship, but one that's still respectable, HMS Victoria, which is really strange for an English ship because it has yellow gold sails. HMS Victoria is a five-masted ship, 14 points for cargo, L move. All guns are L. At the bow and stern, you have three, and in between, they're all two. And plus one to cannon rolls against pirate ships, so useless ability. But beyond that, its base stats are quite respectable. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love this ship. Um, I've already talked about how much I love L-range guns. This is just a classic English five-masted gunship in a long line of uh, great five-masted English gunships. Um I think the ability has a little bit of merit just because the pirates are the best faction and they, they're the most numerous, so you're bound to come up against them sometimes. But the real strength is the pure firepower, which is almost pretty much top-notch. So, yeah, a good gunship for them. Yet another yet another win for the English. So, go England, <laughs> my favorite mm-hmm. faction. Um, the next one is an embarrassment, though. Just a horrible mistake, I think, from with kids. Um, Luster, yeah. as I say it, is an English sea monster. And uh, I think the only one they got, I wish they hadn't gotten any, because uh, this is kind of a disgrace even to sea monsters. Um, as bad as they are, this one is pathetic and one of the worst. Uh, it's, a, it's a squid, so five segments. Um, 16 points, no cargo, only S speed. Uh, all the cannons are 3S except for a 2S at the head. Sea monster and the sea monster gets plus one to its boring rolls. If it succeeds at a boring party, it also eliminates a mast. As we've talked about, um, stuff with S speed isn't going to be able to board much in the first place. And uh, it's just awful. The cannons aren't good. The price is too high. And it's it's a joke. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't really even exist, I don't think. I don't think the English should have gotten the creature. Yeah. yeah. Expensive, ineffective. I'm not against. England getting a sea creature, but I would have wanted them to get something better than this. Yeah, um, you know what? I thought about it earlier today. Sorry, but um, I think they could have gotten like like a one-off design of like the Loch Ness monster. As, like, that would have been creature. neat. Maybe yeah, maybe as like a reasonably a sea cheap, creature. Yeah, like a reasonably cheap like two segment thing for like eight points, um, or even like just a, uh, like a sea serpent. Yeah. Like an LE or something like that. Yeah, Serpent would work. Yeah, yeah anything like that. Um, also, translation trivia, Luska is crypt in Gaelic, I believe. Oh, cool. Google Translate says Irish, but I'm pretty sure it means Gaelic. Is that even... Yeah, Irish and Gaelic are not made distinct in Google, so yeah. Crypt in Gaelic. Anyway, HMS Dunlap is next. It's a four-masted schooner for 11 points, English again. Three cargo, L-move, 2S, gun on the bow, and then the rest are 3S. 
When touching a pirate ship, this may load as much of this ship's treasure she can carry. Okay, so almost useless ability on its own because it's a slow ship with not much cargo, but the fact that it's faction only hurts it even more. This is pretty bad for an English ship. Yeah, this one isn't too good. I have a... I don't know, I've used it a few times and she's done okay. I have a little soft spot, kind of like the Juggernaut, but not quite as good. Um, I just do Captain Helmsman, and then uh, I do usually do a Firepot Specialist for that 2S cannon at the bow, which I like to do um, the past few years. But you're right, though, it's it's not a very good ship. So I think they could increase the speed and change the ability to make her more relevant, but not too good. Um, <laughs> do the next one, then I'll do a little tiny break. Uh, HMS Concord is an English three-masted ship, 14 points. Three cargo, SS move, cannons are good, 3L, 2L, 3L, and then it's got reverse captain. So, I don't really like paying for a reverse captain like that, so without it, it you could maybe say it could cost about 10 maybe, um, but as is, it's just a really expensive option, although the cannons are good, nothing else is really great. So. Yeah, the ability is overpriced, the armament is good all around. The base move is acceptable, but the point cost with basically every ship that has the reverse captain ability is always too steep. Now, beyond HMS Concord is HMS Clear Wind, which, if I'm correct, I think is sort of the sequel to the original Clear Wind to appear in South China Seas, which there's a lot of in this set. This version of Clear Wind is 10 points, 3 cargo, SS move, 3S, 3L, 3S. If this ship shoots at a ship that was previously shot at by another ship this turn, she gets plus 1 to her cannon rolls against the ship. It's funny because that is almost exactly how it was in South China Seas. There were a lot of Jade ships with this ability. I think I've seen 3 or 4 of them at least. So this is almost a clone of what was kind of a mediocre ship to begin with. Um, I'm going to skip on to the next ship, and I'll bring up HMS Clearwind when Ben gets back. But after HMS Clearwind comes HMS King John, which is an 8.2 master. Three cargo space, L-move, pair of two L-guns. When the ship hits another ship, you choose which mast is eliminated. It's a good little upgrade, but considering the competition around this price point, this is probably not going to see a ton of use. It's competent. It's more gunship focused than my uh, meme ship executioner from Revolution. But as a whole, I'm not entirely sure about it. Are you back yet? Yeah, which one are you on? Um, I talked about Clear Wind and then dove into King John, but okay. um, I'm, I'm going to let you sum up both of those. Yeah, Clear Wind is kind of meh. Um, it's just not remarkable in any way. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a huge fan. Um, King John is actually okay. Um, between the guns, the cargo, and the ability, I think she's a little bit underrated as a support gunship. Still pales in comparison to some of the others, but... As support gunships go, she's she's okay, actually. Um, I'll do the next one, and then I'm going to change rooms, actually. Um, okay. But <laughs> HMS Galway is an English two-masted blockade runner. Seven points, one cargo. Base move is LS. And then 3S, 3S cannons. And the ability is when the ship carries no cargo, she gets plus S through her base move. I already talked about this one. 
or this type of ship, I mean. So I basically just send them out empty, and then they come back a little bit slower with uh, usually a few coins, but this one only has one cargo, so uh, it's not one of the better ones of these types of ships that go out quick and then come back a little slower when they have gold aboard. So as those ships go, this one is kind of pricey and it's not doesn't have enough cargo to be effective. Yeah, I'd say, well, my first reaction is HMS go, why? Because, <laughs> I mean, my reaction is to say flotilla tug maybe, but I don't think you can increase base move by any means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this isn't even all that good at that. It's maybe good for dashing out to grab the one remaining one gold coin from an island, but beyond that, it's it's still or no even in that use, it's not that great. I'm sure there are other ships out there that do its job either better or cheaper, if not both. Yeah. Anyway. After HMS Gull, why is HMS Sea Phoenix another one of those sequel to South China Seas ships? This one is a 12.2 masted junk with four cargo, L move, 2S, 3S guns, and Home Island Raider. So it's sort of like Sea Rat, but more expensive, a little bit faster, better guns, although worse cargo space. So it's not quite as flexible a gold runner, but it's or it's not as good a gold runner, but it is slightly more flexible and can theoretically defend itself. Yeah, yeah, I, I consider the Sea Phoenix as like an expensive hybrid for the English um, Captain Helmsman. Uh, he got seventeen points for a fragile ship, so not a great deal, but um, but she's okay between the ability and the guns and the cargo, so not a great yeah. option, but kind of a an expensive small hybrid. Um, the next one, HMS Snipe, is an English one-masted sloop. Eight points, two cargo, SS move, 4S cannon, and this ability I don't like. Um, same as the Neptune Sword from the same set. If she's not assigned a helmsman, roll a d6. After resolving a move on a 4 to 6, she can move out. So another bad ability. Um, I've only used her as, em- and as an empty gold runner, and even in that, she doesn't do very well. So... This is not yep. a good ship either. Too expensive, poorly armed, bad ability. All I have to say is HMS Snope. Yep. After HMS Snope is Lord Thomas Gunn, <laughs> who is a six-point named crew, and he is a basic captain re-roller. We've already talked about these. These are useful for every faction, but he's kind of dull yeah. in this set. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he's useful. Um He's kind of overshadowed by his other versions because he's got one that's Captain and Helmsman from Rise of the Fiends. He's got, yeah. um, he's the younger version of Thomas Gunn, so he's got Captain and Crew Elimination from Spanish Main, and he's got the uh, plus one to Canterals any ship in your fleet one from uh, Fire and Steel. So this one's good. I've used him on the Grand Temple too to re-roll EA or SAT, but other than that, um, this is another solid English name crew. They got a lot of good ones, so. The next one's not so good, though. Sir Meyer Hampstead has Black Mark and Ward for five points. So if the ship wins a boarding party, uh, she can take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. But um, I try to use them a few times. Maybe HMS Lady Provost or HMS Dover or the Swallow, maybe. Trying to think of some hybrids. But it's a tough ability to use um, because if you use it on a crew, it takes up a cargo space. And then you're down 
and you want to take at least three coins, ideally, with this ability. So you need a lot of cargo available. So Black Mark opens up um, some English ships for the curse to use, but I don't know, I just haven't really experimented with that a lot. So it's an interesting little little side note on him, though, with the cursed. Yeah, I think Black Mark needs more experimentation, but outside of that, this is not really a crew that the English are set up to use well. And after him comes Jun Swang, who is three points and plus one to cannon rolls against the pirate ships. I mean, with how often you'll see pirates, he might be vaguely useful. But if you're looking to boost your cannon rolls, go with one of the other really good crew in this set. Like, don't even bother using Jun Swang. Yeah. Not only that, but you could get an English world hater with Captain for seven and get World yeah. for four. So Yeah, they've got at least two of those, I want to say. Yeah, yep. Um, yep. Okay, so now we're into the Spanish. Um, we've got their five master from the set, which is El Corazado. Not <laughs> the epic Spanish main juggernaut, but a much worse version. So it says, El Corazado was recently discovered rotting away in a Spanish shipyard. She was restored and outfitted with harpoons to battle a different enemy from the sea. So, what a mistake. Yeah, really. A <laughs> big mistake. So this is a Spanish 5-master, 14 points, 4 cargo, S-move, same as the original. All 5 cannons are 3S, and then she gets plus 1 to boarding rolls, and plus 2 instead if her opponent is a sea monster. So this one is a joke compared to the original, which has that epic defensive ability. Um, it's just it's just nothing special. So the Spanish didn't... I don't think they really got shafted in that age-old argument, but in terms of five masters, they kind of did, because the Spanish made out the worst of the big five, I would say, in terms of five masters. So this is another yeah. example of that. Yeah, El this version is really, overall, I'd say kind of bad. Useless yeah. ability, not particularly special point cost, cargo space, or armament, and bad base move. Yep. Yeah. If you want... If you just want a plain gunship for the Spanish, they've got a lot more interesting options than this. One of which I think is about this cost, which we'll talk about much later. Uh -huh. yeah. I will um, say um, they have uh, Master Gunner Rogelio Vasquez turns all the ship's cannons ranges to L. So this is one of the few Spanish ships you could be decent on because instead of five three S's, you get five three L's. So yeah, I mean, but even that then, no, I know I'm not. It's yeah. not a great idea, but it's... it's yeah, you're not excusing it, you're just offering it. Yeah, it's one of the few yeah. Spanish ships where he's, you know, reasonable on, whereas normally you wouldn't want to pay five points for that ability. So. Yeah, that's fair. And the American equivalent, I don't remember his name, is great on Enterprise for that very reason. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, speaking of Spanish gunships for around this cost, um, never mind the one I was talking about for later, because right now we have La Resolucion which is one of the best simple, basic, low-cost, high-power gunships out there. Um, she's 13 points, four masts. Uh, those masts are 2S, 2L, 2L, 2S, three cargo space, L move, and she has World Hater built in. So basically, 13 points gets you quad rank one guns. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is one of the best pure firepower deals in the game, along with the Gallows and the Franklin. So, Absolutely. And yeah. the, the, to, in keeping with the theme of cost staying low, they got a two-point captain later, I think, in Rise of the Fiends. Yeah. So 
with the with that captain and a helmsman, you've got 17 points for a ship with respectable movement, awesome firepower, and uh, and a captain built in, and that's a pretty hard deal to beat. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, this is one of the best gunships um, on a pure firepower basis in the game. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, the next one is uh, the final Titan. We'll see outside of the the glitter uh, era. Um, <laughs> El, El Toro is a Spanish Titan, giant crab, so four claws, 15 points, two cargo, L move, all the cannons are 3L, and then it's got Fear as well as Titan. I'd say this is the most underwhelming of the Titans, because one, one of the other ones has better speed and a defensive ability, and then Renanoidia is blazing fast with a huge offensive ability. So the Toro is kind of like a boring, more budget option for a giant crab. I would say it's probably the worst of them, but it is cheap. So with a Captain Helmsman, you'll have a solid gunship for 20 points. Um, there's not too much else to say. It can't use Sphere while submerged, of course. Um, so yeah, it's we also can't okay. submerge with it. Yeah, no, I know that's kind of what yeah. I'm, yeah going for with compared to Squallow, for example. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great, but yeah, like you said, with the with some of the unique Spanish crew like Bianco's haulers or even a Canceler. Um, I've never done that. Put a cancer on a crab because then it would have a huge range because you can measure for any of the claws. That'd be interesting. That's an oh, idea I should really try out. Yeah, but with some Spanish name crew, it could be pretty cool. But other than that, it's a little bit boring for a Titan. Yeah, it has this. It's the second best, or uh, it's it's kind of tied with um, uh, yeah with Bracura in the stats mm-hmm. department, but it's. Its crew selection is significantly better, even though it's not got a lot of space. Because the Spanish do have a few ways of expanding space on their on their ships, and some of them apply to this. Uh, as as stated above, kind of interesting strategies are possible, but they're limited by its low cost and other stuff. Um, I don't know if you want. I don't know if you want to know, but I translated both El Corzado and El Pescador. Oh, I know. El Corzado is Battleship, I've always... Yeah, which is kind of boring and disappointing. Yeah, it's good for this SM version. Yeah, Yeah, but um, El Pescador is the fisherman. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. But he's also kind of a mediocre crew. At least, that's how I see him. He's definitely unfitting for El Toro, but we'll get to him later. Yeah. Um... Because I'm kind of salté about him. Speaking of which, <laughs> the next ship is a salté El Tiburon, which also makes me kind of salté because it's a 12-point four-masted schooner, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, three cargo space, S move, crew of any nationality. This is just a worse version of Obego. Yeah, it's not any good at all. Yep. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. It looks like a circus, too. The artwork is kind of silly. Um, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Welcome to um, La Circus. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, we're kind of in a rut here because we got a handful of ships in a row that aren't much good. So the next one is La Cordoba, uh, Spanish three master, nine points, two cargo, L move. The cannons are 3S, 2L, 3S. And then it's got one of the ship's treasures is worth plus one gold when she docks at your home island, which is good on a gold runner. But this one has two cargo. So you can't really even use that ability. So uh, I've only used it with a captain and helmsman and just use it as a support gun ship. But for that, um, she's not that great either. So 
not a very good ship with a not a fitting ability at all. Yeah, it's almost it's almost a competent support gunship because it has okay firepower, but it's slow and doesn't have much space and an unfitting ability. Mm-hmm. With a more fitting ability, this would actually be a pretty solid choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that is La Mezquita, which is a 10.3 master. You're looking at all 4S guns and an S-base move. But it does get better because it has five cargo space and it has cargo uh, – no, no, gold trading between wild islands. So it's kind of an okay gold runner, though the Spanish do have better options. I think you could do Helmsman and – from there, you can choose whether or not you want to add some other things to pad it. Yeah. Probably yeah, not. Helmsman, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it would be good for the curse, but the Spanish have so many better gold options. A lot of great ones, actually. So, actually, yeah. it's, not, it's not very good. Well put. Um, yeah. The next one is La Serpiente, which is a nine-point Spanish two-master, two-cargo L-move. Well, Wait, this is just wind. Yeah, almost the same, yeah, plus <laughs> cargo. Yeah, almost the same, yeah. Two S cannons, uh, plus one to boarding rolls, plus two against sea monsters. So one less cargo than the Just Wind, so a little worse. But my problem with it is the next ship is way better as a support gunship, and the other version of La Serpiente is from Barbary Coast and is seven points and has the sniping ability and one more cargo. So it's a better support gunship than this version, and... Uh, what you'll talk about next is way better too. So yes, it is because La Reconquistador is actually a pretty solid ship. You're looking at seven points for a two-masted ship, two cargo space, L move, and then two two L guns, and then once per turn, once this, once per turn, when this ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. So basic yet effective support gunship. I am in favor. Yeah. Yeah, this one, yeah, it has the guns, the cargo, and the ability to be a good support gunship. So everything falls into place, unlike a lot of ships we've seen today um, where things don't really click for the ship. Like the stats and abilities mm-hmm. are in conflict and things like that. Uh, the next one is even better. El Elgesteras is a Spanish uh, two-masted blockade runner. It's only three points. It's got one cargo. Base move is LS. The cannons are... 3S3L, and it says this ship may never load the last treasure from an island. Which doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's a negative ability that is irrelevant, because um, this was basically tailor-made to be a s- extremely simple support gunship, so with three points and one cargo, that's perfect for just the captain, and you have the speed to do it. You don't really need a helmsman at LS speed. Um, so it's perfect. Six points, you got a little two-mass gunship, and uh, it's also one of the most perfect ships in the game to hook up a flotilla to. Um, the Spanish have two good ones, Diablo and uh, Armada. So either one of those are good. So then you've got, um, you know, six cannons moving around at LS for a very, very fair cost of only 13 or 15 points total. So it's a it's a really good option here. Yeah, it's yeah. borderline, uh, it's borderline, you know, six-masted junk territory uh-huh. for... Arguably, uh, arguably even better of a deal. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about Algeciras as a flotilla tug before. Mm-hmm. Um, up next is Santa Lucia, which is, or Lucia, it's a 9.1 masted sloop. Not a good start. 
Uh, for L gun gets worse. L move. Ugh. Cargo space of four is good, and it can do home island raiding, but it's too small and slow to be successful at that. Yeah, this one I think is okay. Um, I do a helmsman, and I've got three cargo uh, to get gold from islands, either wild or enemy home islands. So I think it's it kind of reminds me of like a poor man's version of the sea rat because it's similar but less cargo um, and Works. less durable. Yeah, less cargo, less durable. So not quite as good at the roll, but not not a terrible ship, I don't think. Um, the next one is the first Spanish named crew. Although it looks like they only got two, so Victor de Alba Ooh. is one of many captain and escort crew. So he's got those two abilities for seven points, which is an okay deal. Um, escort just doesn't impress me too much, except with like Captain Nemo or pirate, you know, uh, gold capture crew stuff like that. But um, he's still a decent crew. Uh, part of the problem here is that uh, a better version came out in Rise of the Fiends of Victor de Alba. So yeah. There's not, not, not much reason to use this guy, but as is, he's not, not too bad, really. He guy. might make some sense on La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe. Eh, no, there are better crew you can put on La Jolla. Yeah, it's all right. But... Yep. El Pescador, we already talked about. The Fisherman linked to El Toro, basically useless link. Uh, if a sea monster begins its move with an L, the ship gets plus L to its base move. Sea monster, not sea creature, does not extend to titans, unfortunately. Which would be pretty neat if it did, but there's not much to say. We've kind of established the the uh, usefulness of that ability. Yeah, and the Spanish don't even have any other sea monsters, right? So they can't even... They do. Spanish, um, uh, the Savachoros, what was it? Oh yeah, Intermeteoro. Yeah, yeah. Which which is a really weird one, but we'll yeah, talk about that later. Unique. Yeah, it's a really neat game piece. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Um, so we're into the French next. Uh, Lake Gowl is uh, a five-masted French gunship. It's 17 points, four cargo, SS move. The cannons are 3s, 2s, 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 3s, and then she gets plus one to reporting rolls against the curse, and she has S board. So um, it's a good gunship. I think this is. This strikes me as like a. I've always thought of this one as a really good short range brawler because she's got two boarding abilities, um, S board, and then then she's got all S range cannons. So this one, this is just a pretty solid French gunship that's going to get up close and personal, and uh, just really going to get into a, a thick fight real quick. Um, a fire pot specialist would be a good idea, and with 17 points of four cargo to fill up, you could do a decent amount of French name crew. So and I'd say. Like a lot of other French ships, this one looks real cool. It's got an interesting pattern on the hull and on the sails, so it's a it's a neat ship. The artwork's great, but my problem is that it's just kind of uninspired for the French. They have so much availability of this of this ability on crew yeah. that I don't want it on a ship. I'd rather have something more interesting. Um, the fire and steel version of Capitaine Erezur would go great on this. But beyond that, I can't really think of many crew to uh, to throw in here. I, I'd want either a boarding bonus or a re-roller. Yeah. But beyond that, I can't think of much. Yeah. Up next is Le Bonaparte, which is the worst version of the ship. The yeah. version from Davy Jones' Curse is overpowered as hell. Go get it if you want to ruin uh, yeah. ruin the fun of your friends. Yeah. Anyway, this version of Le Bonaparte is a also a four-masted schooner, 14 points, four cargo, L-move, all 3S guns, plus one to boarding rolls or two against sea monsters, 
we've seen enough of this silliness in this set. Whiz kids, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to board sea monsters, and it's just boring in general. Everything about it is boring. Um, so super average and mediocre in every way. Uh, and even the artwork is kind of dull, even for the, fr- or for the French anyway. Uh, looks more like a cursed or pirate ship almost. Um, I will say the one saving grace is, although it's worse than the, the other Bonaparte, it's, it's better because it's not as OP, but it kind of continues the trend of ships becoming run down from their earlier versions. First the Acorazado and now Le Bonaparte, both uh, considerably worse in this set than their original versions. Um, next set, or next ship, I should say. I'm getting ahead of myself. Damn, uh, yeah, we are getting ahead. Yeah, Already, the Rise of the Fiends. Okay. Uh, I don't have time for that tonight. Yeah, uh, Le Moussard is a French three master, 13 points, five cargo, S move, cannons are 3S, 3L, 3S, and then she's got the hoarding gold ability, so take as much treasure from any ship uh, as she can carry if she wins a board. Um, biggest problem here, uh, Le Discharge, yeah. whatever. Um, Which is almost an identical ship. But like, faster. It, yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, Le Discharge, or however it's pronounced from Mysterious Islands, is the same cost, I think has the same ability, has the same cargo space, moves S plus S instead of S, and it has the they're same gun ranked, ranges, ranked. but they're all ranked two. Exactly, yeah. Le so Mystard is just a bad version of Le Discharge. Yeah, yeah. It's way worse. And, uh, it's just, there's no reason to use it. Like, Daychar is amazing, and then this one is just really pretty poor. So Yeah, and it's also, you can't even use the ability because it's too slow. Yeah, I just realized it's almost the same as the Cursed Nightmare Schooner, which is just a little bit of different cannons in a schooner. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost the same. So, yeah, you really, you really notice the power creep, the reverse power creep of decreasing speeds in this set. Frozen North was maybe a low point, I think, um, or Captain Mike's research, whatever I saw a while back, but but this set is really slow as well. Too bad. Yep. Um, the next ship up is it my turn? Uh-huh. Okay, is Laugust? I think Laugust uh, yeah. is nine points, three masted, cargo space three, base move L, cannons are three three Ls, plus one to cannon rolls against English ships. Even with okay, I don't like faction abilities, but this is a case where, on its own, it's a pretty solid support gunship for nine points. But if you do know you're going to be playing against an English player, which I mean, English ships are common enough, then you're getting a trio of three L guns for nine points, and then it becomes one of the best support gunship deals in the game. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I think it's kind of unremarkable. It reminds me of the Black Mongoose. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not but, super exciting, but it is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's, sol- it's a solid budget option for this uh, size. Yep. Um, that being said, I'd pick the next one over it. Uh, La Bon Chance is a French mm-hmm. three-masted junk. Uh, one cargo, which would seem horrible, but um, when you see the rest of it, it's, it's fine because it's got SSS speed, so you don't need a helmsman. Cannons are 3S, 2L, 3S, and then it's got junk and reroll built in. So You can't you know, fit almost, a helmsman. You don't yeah. need it, but you can't fit one. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. It's perfect. It's it's like one of the most simple options for like a beginner, because like the lack of options makes it easy to decide what to do with it. Kind of like with the El Gaseros. You just put a captain on and you've got a good gunship. So there you go. 
So yeah. and this yeah. one is actually a decent flotilla tug as well. So it, yeah. yeah, it is. This is a funny one too because I think the choice is captain or named captain. Yeah, and if you much. choose named captain, do I want to do a French S board? Because the re-roll is useful for that. Do I want to do a French, um, as I mentioned earlier, Capitaine Arazur, who could be, if you win a boarding party with this, a great way of augmenting its damage output. Yeah, yeah this well, is... Yeah, if you a, use a French named crew, I would put an oarsman on, too, because it doesn't pay with cargo, and then you can protect the named crew if you lose yeah. a boarding party. Yeah. Absolutely. This I, I've seen this used. It's a uh, a superb ship, especially for the price. Just like Les Superb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who does not? Uh, that ship does not appear in this set. <laughs> but the ship that does is L'Afrique, which is uh, not so much because this is possibly one of the most forgettable ships in the set and if you open about three ocean's edge packs you're likely to get five copies of it <laughs> um this is a no not literally i'm just no i'm no, just no, saying it's... i think i have like six copies of this okay. unpunched in my room at yeah, least yeah i've heard other people the lilu and the uh, mesquita and the atlanta are some of other people's yeah. Ones, yeah. yeah, the common ships from this set you have the damnedest time getting rid of because everybody I, else has like five copies too. Yeah, I think I had like ten of the Just Wind at some point. So I I believe you, I do. <laughs> um, that freak is seven points LS move two cargo three L three S plus one against pirate ships. No thanks. Uh, it's it's okay considering the cost. Sure. Yeah, the speed makes it solid. But it's fast. It's acceptable guns. Yeah. It's not interesting. Yeah. At all. Yeah. The speed makes it quite viable as a support gunship, but it's just kind of uninspiring. So, um, yeah. I'd say the next one is even worse though. La Moulin Rouge is yeah. a French two-masted blockade runner, nine points, two cargo, L move, cannons are two S, three S, and the ship gets plus one to her boarding rolls. Um, this one is remarkably similar to La Belle or whatever it was called from Frozen North, which has one more cargo yeah. space, and both cannons are 2S. So it's just another reverse power creep problem. So this is just irrelevant because a, a very similar ship was a little better earlier in the in the release schedule. So, oh well. Yeah, I think her flavor text sums her up pretty well. Captain Roy named this ship after his favorite place in Paris, although his men secretly loathe the name. And I'm guessing the ship, too, because she's bad. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to Cacharadon, which I believe is like a Latin or French name for a shark, because this is a shark. Surprise. It's the last one. Uh, we're going to gloss over the sparklies, sort of. <laughs> Um, 12 points, SS move, both 3S guns. Uh, if succeeds at a boarding party, may eliminate all the other ship's crew. Didn't we already see that ability on Teach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is basically still Teach, and like Teach is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I used to think it was better, but Teach has better cannons for a point more, less speed, but both of them are not good at all. So, oh well. Yeah. Um, the next one is... One of the most used ships in the game, um, Le Cour du Lyon, is a French one-masted sloop. It costs only two points, and it's got three cargo. So right off the bat, that's an eye-opener. Um, SS speed, which is good, a 2L cannon. And then you see the reason for the cost. It's got a negative ability. It says this ship cannot shoot when she carries treasure. Um, so like the Banshee's Cry, that's not going to be relevant 99% of the time. 
She does have a two L cannon, but um, she doesn't have point space room for a captain. Um, I say it's one of the most used ships because at two points it's perfect for um, Delaflote. With uh, he's the uh, French crew similar to Micron, um, so you can give an action, sacrifice this ship's action to give another ship an action. Um, as long as you have um, Princess Aria Ra aboard. <laughs> Um, Princess Bowles, as somebody called her, I remember. <laughs> Princess Bowles. Yeah. Um, so, and then it's also a good ship for a navigator. Um, it's a good ship to be an empty gold runner. You're spending two points on three cargo moving SS. So that's a great deal in general. Um, it's got a good cannon. It's good for the UPS fleets with the Haipang and whatnot. You can unload gold at your own island. Um, Maurice Aristide for the plus two gold ability with Princess Bowles aboard as well. So... It's just a very good multi-use ship um, whose point cost is her best asset here. Yeah, it's funny that it says she's a mere shell of her former self uh, because <laughs> the previous version of this ship was a promo. It was a two-masted yeah. ship. Yeah, So I guess there's some truth to that. But her, I mean, the old version of Lecour is one of our favorites from the set, and the yeah. new one is about equally useful for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's a really good ship. You could just do a plain captain and princess bowels, but that's a waste of both. Mm-hmm. Um, next on to floating stone, who which will not do all that much floating because it's not a very good ship. It'll sink like a stone. It's a six-point turtle ship, two cargo, L-move, 2S gun. Pirate crew made their abilities on the ship. That's a good ability. This is not otherwise a very good ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a solid cannon. It reminds me of the Tiger's Paw, though, with Calypso as an option for six points, Pirate Crew. So that's kind of a funny little niche strategy, um, which I did make a fleet about uh, with the Tiger's Paw. So um, The next one is uh, Jordan Dumas, who sounds familiar because we saw him in Barbary Coast as well with a Captain Reroll crew. Here he keeps the Reroll, but then he also gets um, crew of any nationality being used their abilities on this ship. So five points total. So usually the crew of any nationality is three points. Here he's getting it for two because reroll is three. Um, he's as crazed as ever. The artwork has him just absolutely screaming. He looks crazed. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But basically I think this crew is a little bit underrated because the other one is quite good and more useful, I'll admit. But I think this is decent on their five masters. And I've used this one in combos on the Saber to bring aboard some crazy crew from like the cursed, um, like an all powerful crew and you have reroll already. Um, some of the, the French didn't get a gold capture crew like Bonnie Peel. You can use Jordan Dumas on the saber to bring in a gold capture crew. Um, Captain Evo, of course. So I think this guy is pretty interesting, but you have to use him selectively on like the perfect ship. So I think the saber is one of them in this case. Yeah, he has a pair of ultra flexible abilities, and it's really up to you to make sure that you use them, uh, well, at least the multinational one, to the best of its ability, because it is highly potent. And if you don't use it to its potential, you're kind of wasting it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the next crew, Didier Vidal, is kind of lacking potential. He's a little two point crew. Once per turn, the ship may look at one face down cargo on any ship. Uh, this, I believe, was an ability unlucky the parrot for one point in yeah. Spanish main. So, yeah. He, so yeah, again, reverse power creep. Yeah, he's it's almost justifiable on lucky the parrot. It's not justifiable on Didier Vidal. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he should be one, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the Americans, we have kind of an interesting reverse power creep, if you will. Um, they get USS Constitution again, but unlike um, the Revolution version, this one does not have um, two hits for mass defense ability. Um, so kind of like the Acorazado, this one also gets cheaper um, and worse, a little bit worse. Um, this is an American 5 Master, 15 points for cargo, L move, cannons are 2S, 2L, 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 2S, and then the ship gets plus one to her cannon rolls against pirate ships like HMS Victoria earlier. This is a pretty good um, American 5 Master. They got a lot of good ones. This is another one. The original Constitution from Revolution is much more unique and a defensive powerhouse and one of the best gunships in the game. But at 40 or 50 points, this Constitution is arguably a little more effective because you pay seven less points for um, a little bit better armament. So this is this is a pretty good option for them, even if it's a little bit less exciting than the original. Yeah, USS Constitution, uh, the original one didn't have USS in it. Actually, none of the American ships from Revolution or Crimson Coast, I believe, had USS. So canonically, I guess – actually, I'm wondering when the USS prefix started appearing in-game because Uh that would say a lot about the game's historical period. I think the South China Seas because I'm remembering USS Hudson is definitely USS. That makes sense because Barbary Coast, I'm fairly sure, went without it too. Uh-huh. Anyway, this version of Constitution is, I would say, literally just a clone of HMS Victoria, but for one point more, and you get two S guns on either end instead of three L. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so good, but I, I'd, I'd probably choose uh, Victoria instead, even though I love playing as the Americans. Yeah. Um, USS Kentucky is next. This is kind of forgettable. Eleven point four master. Three cargo, L move, all three S guns, and then basic reroll. I've excused very similar ships, and I'm sure I could do the same for USS Kentucky, but meh. Yeah, yeah, this one's not too exceptional. Um, the only thing I've done with her, no- except notably, is uh, Laveau from. Uh, <laughs> Steve Jones Curse is like an L Uber crew. I put yeah, he's on he's on this ship in my mind control fleet. Um, but other than that, kind of kind of boring. Uh, next one is <laughs> really a disgrace. Um, USS Oregon yeah. is an American four masted schooner, twelve points, four cargo, S move, cannons are three S three S three L three L schooner. Once per turn, the ship may move S after loading treasure, but with S speed, you're not going to be getting much treasure. Um, I say it's a disgrace because it's one of the worst American ships in the game, um, one of the absolute worst four-masted schooners mm-hmm. in the game, and it even has a misprint on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where the name, the, the name the, is backwards on one of the, the artist of the hull, mirrored so. exactly. Yeah. Um, so so instead of saying, yeah, all right, so I think on the right side it says USS <laughs> Oregon, and on the left side it says. No, girl, SSU. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, this is really bad for an American ship. It's yeah. otherwise kind of pretty, but the misprint makes it kind of yeah, awful. easy yeah. to laugh at. It's also got these weird kind of, like, yeah, sales effects on it. Yeah. I think yeah. this is, like, one of the biggest disasters with kids did. As an individual yeah. piece, this is just a mess in all, every way, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
They definitely weren't champs when they made that. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, champ is the next piece, which is the American four-segmented sea monster, so sea serpent. It's named for, I think, the mythical champ sea monster found in Lake Champlain. Uh, like, I think this is like a, a like the phenomena is real, whether or not champ itself is. Um, this is 17 points, SS move, 3S, and then 3, 3L. If this sea monster succeeds at a boarding party, also eliminate a mast. It's too expensive. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It should be like 11 points or something, but. At most. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's not very good at all. Um, yeah, there's nothing to say, really. It's pretty meh, as sea creatures go. Um, the next one I, I kind of have a soft spot for. I think it's just a little underrated. USS Atlanta is an American three-masted ship with 11, uh, cost 11 points, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 3L, 4L, 2S, so kind of bizarre. Um, when touching a pirate ship, this ship may lose much, tre- much of that ship's treasure she can carry, so nothing, nothing special there. <laughs> um, this one is, I think it's underrated because it's an okay hybrid. Uh, put a Captain Helmsman, got two cargo spaces left over. Um, and the cannons are decent, if not great. Uh, there's better options, like the Mohican, for example. But And I will say, the, uh, the flavor text talks about how the captain is really wealthy and the ship has really interesting artwork and the, the stern is all like gilded with gold. So it's kind of a, a neat little option that most people forget about. Yeah, it's an oddball, but I mean, among similar American ships in that price range, I wouldn't take it. Hmm. Um, USS Georgetown, I might consider more. Georgetown is a three-masted 14-point schooner, three cargo space, L base move, three L2030 guns, and L range cannons cannot hit this ship. Which I think is not the greatest defensive ability. Makes kind of an average, if not slightly above, support gunship a little bit expensive. Yeah. I mean, the Americans do like expensive small ships for some reason. Yeah. But, I mean, this is an okay one. At least it's not Gold Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This one, yeah, it's not too bad. My biggest thing with it is it's just an inferior version of the Jarvis from Revolution, which is SL speed um, with four cargo and then all three L guns for a point more, in which case the speed and cargo easily make up the difference um, in the other stats. So it's really just a reverse power creep yet again. So it's fair. I'd much rather take the Jarvis. You know? And the Jarvis, of course, um, she's been in my collection since 2005. She was in my first pulls from RB, so... So a soft spot there, but she is definitely superior. Um, USS James Madison is inferior to the original James Madison once again. So reverse power creep. This one is a two master, nine points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are 3S, 3S, plus one to boring rolls. This is the type of ship I don't like because it's super boring. The artwork is actually really boring too. And the original James Madison is way better. So it's just bad. Yeah, I have literally nothing to say about this ship. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'd rather talk about USS Aaron Burr. Two-masted blockade runner, 11 points, five cargo, two S2S guns. Off to a good start. S-base move. Mmm. When supporting party may take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Mmm. It's, uh... It's a conundrum. Yeah, this is... 
it wants to be a border or a hybrid or something. And I guess you can, no, I wouldn't say to make it a hybrid because it's too slow. I would, I would say to try and just, okay, you could try, but (laughs) I wouldn't recommend doing it because the Americans, if you're willing to spend even a little bit more than this, you're going to get a much better ship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just a paradox to me. Um, if the speed was much better, it would be quite a good hybrid. Uh, if the speed was L, I'd excuse it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you need a Captain Helmsman to make this reasonable. At that point, um, it's not that great, but yeah. Other than the speed, it's pretty good. It's got some solid stuff going for it. So it's not a horrible ship, but speed is really the killer. Um, yeah. The next one is USS Sea Tiger. Which I find boring. Um, the Americans get a two-masted junk. It's nine points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are three L, three L. And then it's got Carbon Charlie's ability. So you, when the ship is docked at your home island, you can eliminate one treasure. It becomes a three S cannon that can be eliminated only when the ship sinks. So I find that ability better. Um, use big ships. Exactly. Yeah, Carbon Charlie on HMS Dreadnought is a classic example. Um, this ship is just kind of boring. The cargo and cannons are okay, but she just doesn't have much going for her. Really, you know how I would save this ship by making a tiny, tiny tweak. How make it three L guns instead of three S? Yeah, I see that right now. Yeah, because or no, I mean like oh, on the on the ability, yeah, the okay. ability, the that ability makes, makes additional three Ls because yeah. then you could build yourself a tiny little two master that's sporting five or six or more three L guns. Yeah, that would be funny. It'd be worth going out of your way to just use USSC Tiger for that. But as is, even though it's almost no difference, not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, USS Plymouth Rock, um, as soon as I pulled her from the pack, actually, no, I think I got her in a trade. My interest dropped like a rock because she (laughs) is the same as whatever other one-masted ship we already talked about. Yeah. Bad ability, too expensive. Don't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she has the same um, plus L bonus on a four to six, but you can't use Helmsman. So yep. Snipe is faster, so she's a better empty gold winner. So Plymouth Rock, yep. not good at all. Uh, Captain Montana Mays is good. He's an American named crew, seven points. Uh, once per turn, um, same action twice on a five or six, so SAT slash born leader. And then this ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks. So protect as well um this is a very good version of maze he got three solid versions um this one might be the most versatile um so this is fantastic on uss layman for example um and also it's just good in general on um any ships really he links to the concordia because this this version links to all american ships i can confirm that it's not listed in miniature trading but i've used him on at least a couple occasions and i know for sure he links to all american ships yeah exactly yeah so this one is probably the best version of me it's really great yeah a bunch of factions have variations on this type of crew you get sat plus crew protection but i'd say he's the best of all of them because of the ability to link to all of his faction ships yeah um I discovered that USS Lehman pairing with a helmsman and Wayne Nolan, if you want to use Wayne Nolan, he's not necessary, but it helps a little bit, makes for a hellish ram sub that your opponents will hate facing. Yep. Absolutely. 
Yeah, if they don't have any cancels or anything like that. Anyway, um, Master Chief Petty Officer Charles Richard, Captain with... Okay, this is a really funny one because you would you think looking at his abilities, oh, he's just terrible. He's a six-point captain with plus one to boarding and plus two against sea monsters. If you think about it, there are a bunch of cap of crew out there that are captain and plus one aborting roles but this one's the same cost and gets a little cherry on top the cherry may be dry and discolored but it's a cherry nonetheless yeah wait he's got like this red bandana on so oh my yeah God. yeah <laughs> I, I actually didn't even go out of my way to to pick that metaphor but maybe it's say uh Master Cherry Petty Officer. <laughs> That's what it should be instead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't I think look you're too. Right. He doesn't look too thrilled. So I don't know if he would like the cherry comparison, but oh well. Or cherry um, on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> to me, boarding plus one boarding roll is always worth two. So um, plus two against sea monsters for one point is okay, but hey, it's just kind of meh. But the other yeah. problem for me is uh, his DJC version is a plain world hater for four, so I'd much I usually use that version instead. I have yeah. I have used this version a few times, so but it's kind of just a an option rather than a, a great option. It's kind of a yeah, and I think his Rise of the Fiends variant, which we'll talk about another time, is oh. one of the most. It's one of the best kept secrets in the game. Oh, do you mean? Savage Shores, or am I? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, it might be Savage Shores. Yeah, I yeah. always forget about that because he looks so different in that picture. He's got like a suit or something. It's weird. I yeah, yeah. He's, he looks so different. It's a different name. So it's, yeah, it's he like, goes from a non-commissioned officer to a commissioned officer. I don't know how that works. Uh, blah blah <laughs> blah. We'll talk about that later because that is one of the most oh, forgotten yeah. game-breaking crew out there. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so we're into the unique treasures now. So I got Message in a Bottle is first up. Immediately dock this ship at the Wild Island with the fewest treasure coins on it. There is a tie. Your opponent chooses which tied island this ship docks at. Um, this one is still kind of confusing to me. I haven't really used it. I don't really like it. It's kind of boring. I don't know. Well, yeah, does this work as dock at the Wild Island if it has coins on it but has the fewest? Or yeah. just dock it at something with zero? I guess if there's zero, it would go there. Yeah. Um, but then the tie, your opponent chooses. So. Yeah, it's it's like Hidden Cove, but bad. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Which is actually a good thing, because Hidden Cove is bad in yeah. a good way. It, it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, Dead Man's Chest is the next one, which is a really strange one, because it's... It comes two sets after Mysterious Islands, but it adds the ability this ship can shoot at submerged ships within S of her. It uses the word ship, not sea creature, which is really strange. Of course, it extends to sea monsters, I think. Yeah. But it's still kind of strange and not particularly useful. Yeah. I think it's an interestingly decent way of trying to save, <laughs> save money when you build your fleet. Because the, the crew with this ability are five points, so you're kind of getting a five-point ability for free if you can find it. Um, but um, but other than that, yeah, it's going to be tough to actually utilize. Um, there's another version with the same name in the next set, but which I find incredibly interesting. It's hilarious, but we'll talk yeah. about that next time. So um, Driftwood is not too interesting. 
Load this treasure face down. You may reveal it any time a crew on the ship would be eliminated. Place that crew on the nearest wild island instead. Remove her from, from the game. I think this is a solid idea. I think it should be loaded face up, because when it takes up a space, it really becomes kind of a negative UT almost. Um, it's yeah. Just, it's just doesn't have a big effect on the game. It, the concept is fine. Um, in a naval game like this, it makes sense that they would do this, but I think it should not take up space. I think you're right. I don't know why it would be hidden on the ship. It's just a piece of, sort of plank. Ooh, of because <laughs> you've activated my trap card, and we have to make that take up a space, right? I know, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's like some like holy, holy wood or something. I don't get it. I think it's WizKids' holy rule that oh, if you activate it, it has to go face down. Yeah. Um, Claw cannon is the next one. This is a strange one because this is it, this is kind of like the uh, the grappling hook equipment from yeah. Fire and Steel, right? Yeah. 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 I'll just read it. One of the ship's cannons becomes a claw cannon. You choose which. When you give this ship a shoot action, you can fire all your other cannons as normal, or you can fire the claw cannon only. Don't know why you'd do that. That's the problem. If, if the claw cannon hits, eliminate a mass as normal, and then place the target ship next to this ship, you can immediately initiate a boarding party. Neither ship is rammed. I'm reading that at um, fine text at the end of an ad rate, almost. But... <laughs> I can see this maybe being useful on a uh, on a switchblade. Maybe. Nah. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, or no, it's not. Button. No, it's, yeah. Sorry, I was zoning out. Um, yeah, no, yeah. You were just saying okay yeah. while while you thought about how you felt about it. Yeah, I exactly. do the same. Yeah, um, it's same. It's the same problem as Morgaur because. Uh, you have to use it instead of all the other ship's cannons, which is awful. Yeah. So, so yeah, in that case, it's not good at all. It's a weird way of, like, combining, like, S-board with, like, grapple shot, but it's just not Wait, right. okay, speaking of that, <laughs> yeah, um, I've just realized that nothing is stopping you from finding that UT as a sea monster, right? So what if you found it with Morgar and you had to ask Wolf, hey, can you activate both that breath attack and this in the same turn? I don't know. That's I bet tough. you couldn't, but... I don't think so, no. Mm. Uh, I bet you couldn't, but that would be kind of a fun, really stupid, terrible strategy to try. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All homing, right. homing Bacon, I think, is next. Wait. Yeah, Bacon, I wish. Um, homing beacon is uh, load this treasure face down. You may reveal it when you give the ship a move action and can draw a straight line that does not cross a game piece, train, or other islands from the ship's bow to your home island. Immediately dock the ship at your home island to remove homing beacon from the game. Um, this one is actually pretty good for gold runners. It does take up a space, space down, of course, but um, it's best in games where you have ample distance between wild islands, like 3 or L or more, like the original rules, or not original, but like the standard rules call for, and also not a lot of terrain, and preferably not a lot of points in play, like not a lot of enemy ships in your way. So in smaller games with decent amounts of open ocean, this can be kind of a big deal, really, because you can save multiple turns mm -hmm. worth of move actions to get a bunch of gold home quick. So, and if you if you flip it at the right time, you could you could avoid a, a chase where your opponent catches and captures you. So, I would say this is one of the better treasures for gold runners, but it depends on um, how much cargo you have and uh, and kind of just the setup, the layout of the game in general. 
Yeah, it's a good one. And funny enough, it's one they cloned in the Pirates of the Caribbean set. Yep. And uh, for that reason, you can actually put basically two copies of it in play at once, yeah. which is yeah. kind of neat. I just realized um, something else, too. Homing Beacon is kind of wacky and round earth because you can, like, you got to start, like, drawing lines and trying to, like, <laughs> cross stuff up. I remember doing this in, in Vassal in a game and, like, I lined up a bunch of the long range ruler tools oh, from, like, no. from like one end to the other to like, make sure it wouldn't cross anything. So it's kind of intense. That sounds really desperate. <laughs> I think it worked. Though. It was good though. <laughs> so in I, Earth, I would call it cheating if it didn't make sense. Yeah. In round earth, it's kind of amusing. So <laughs> yeah. Um, the next UT curse of Davy Jones, um, it's not a particularly interesting ability. I think the art is more interesting than anything, but I'll get to that. Sea dragons, sea monsters, and titans get their, get plus one of their cannon rolls against the ship. Cursed Davy Jones cannot be unloaded from the ship. The thing that's really interesting is it shows a three or four masted ship. I think a four masted, yeah. and it's totally dwarfed by this gigantic spiky beast with yeah. a mouth bigger than the ship emerging from behind it, and I'm wondering. Why didn't we get that instead of Luska? <laughs> yeah, really. That's a good point. I never, I actually just noticed that. Um, I never thought it was a ship. I didn't look at it properly. I thought it was like a path or something leading to like a shrine. I don't know. It looked different yeah. on the on the coin itself. but Yeah, it, it does look like it because this must be like a high quality art that Wolf got or somebody yeah, who was kid. Whoever, yeah, the people who updated the database, um, Colring K was one of them. I want to say Algarab. Some of the old heralds were, uh, they had access to the full pictures instead of just the circular coins. Like you see on some of these other ones are just the yeah. So, so which is really cool. And some of the name crew have that too. So yeah, that's one of the coolest things about miniature trading in the database. But it kind of reminds me, I think I saw the first Clash of the, or not the first, but one of the remakes of Clash of the Titans. It looks like the huge Kraken at the end of that kind of a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the ability is not too great. It's decent for the curse, but uh, it's pretty niche. Um, the next one is actually one of my favorites, one I've had for a while. Protection from Davy Jones it says this ship can move through whirlpools without losing crew, master, treasure. So this one is great. Um, I like using this with Calypso, of course. I've used it with the Divine Dragon with Davy Jones, um, fittingly on board, and uh, it's a good way to turn like a multi-action gunship into even more of a threat with a lot of whirlpools on the board because you have no fear moving through them. So I think this one is really cool on the right gunship. Yeah, it's kind of just a straight upgrade and you don't see all that many um, like permanent upgrades in the forms of UT in in the game. Um, The next one is Triton's Defense, which is load this treasure face down. You may reveal it when this ship is attacked by Sea Dragon, Sea Monster, Titan. The attacker's player must eliminate a segment from the attacker and move it, question mark, away from this ship. Remove Trine's defense from the game. Again, niche bordering on useless UT with really interesting art of these two gigantic, like, hulking, strange monsters protecting the ship. Why couldn't we get these instead of the junk... Like, like, like Teach in Carcharodon. Yeah. yeah. I think they'd be too big for the pack. They'd have to be in a mega pack or something. Yeah, um, I don't care. I'll take them. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to say S away, I believe. Um, yeah. For the distance, but 
it, I, it doesn't. It hardly matters because you wouldn't use it. It's terrible. Um, yeah. Really bizarre. But um, the next one is crazy. We could do a whole. We could do like yeah. an episode on the CT. So oh lost. yes, we could. Yeah, Lost is legendary. Um, Lost says roll a d6, place a number of terrain pieces from outside the game on the play area equal to the die roll result. All terrain must be placed at least s away from any other terrain or island. Terrain may be placed under ships, sea monsters, and titans, which is huge. Um, Wolf, I remember him saying on the forum that he thinks that last line should have been left out, um, or reversed, because it becomes too powerful. Um, this one is amazing because if you roll high, you can start dumping terrain under enemy ships immediately. So you could put Sargasso Seas under the Banshee's Cry to make it get stuck for a while. That happened in my Century of the Emperor's game, campaign game from 2013. Um, in Derek's campaign games, this one has been a big factor too. Um, one of the most devastating things is to put a reef under a 10 master and then it has to roll immediately. So it loses, so it loses mass like no matter what. Sometimes as much as nine if you get a one. Um, so it's it's devastating. It's too good. Um, it really becomes broken, too, because you can dump whirlpools next to enemy home islands. You can put trade currents out there. I did that one time. Um, fog banks for, like, fog hopping. Um, yep. Fog hopping fleets. So it's just the possibilities are endless, and we could talk about it for 20 minutes, probably. Yeah, and you can probably do stuff with with, uh, icebergs, icebergs too, yeah, which, uh, depending on the iceberg placement rules and all that runes of Thor or whatever, whichever one that was, like basically destroying a ship by dropping an iceberg underneath it. Um, The most benevolent one that I can think of doing is just doing trade currents and even that is pretty crazy yeah yeah it's yeah. pretty nasty lost is super powerful and it may have to make an appearance in our eventual like crazy overpowered piece podcast which yeah, exactly will probably come after the set reviews are done yeah yeah or like interesting pieces you could yeah. do you could do icebergs surrounding an enemy home island That'd be nasty. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, see if the random movements literally block off an enemy home island <laughs> yeah That'd be neat. Anyway, um, next up is Whirlpool. Immediately move the ship to the nearest Whirlpool, then follow the Whirlpool rules for ship placement and damage. Uh, It's really strange. I mean, it's kind of a slight negative. Sort of not super effective, though. So if you want to pick a negative UT, you're going to pick something nastier. Yeah, absolutely. This one is kind of funky. I think I've only used it once. It was kind of an infamous usage in my towards the end of my economy edition 2015 game because uh real quick there was a lagoon where ships couldn't pass the borders of it even if they had ghost ship and then um and then basically there was bad maps found on the same island as this so i applied i wanted it to make it as crazy as possible so i applied the bad maps which moved an island outside the lagoon and then this ET got activated after, which the closest whirlpool was in the lagoon. But since the ship can pass over, I ruled that she was like wrecked, like on the lagoon's like land border. So it was kind of a crazy moment in that game. Um, but other than that, I haven't really used this one. I'd like to use it more, but um, kind of weird. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I think I asked Wolf a question about this one, but I, I can't remember the answer. It's like it says you have to follow the rules for ship placement and damage, but normally whirlpools are optional so you don't have to like move it so it's kind of weird 
it, it brings up rules hang up stuff definitely. So. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of generic crew who've just polished off the unique treasures. There's a bunch of generic crew. Then there's the super rare pack, which we all agree is the worst super rare pack of any set because all they did was – all right, so there are three components to this super rare pack. There is a captain with a little bit of glitter on it. There is a clone of Brachyura, the Titan from the base set, with a little bit of glitter on it. And then there is a, cl- a clone of Squalo from the base set with a little bit of glitter on it. So it's it's a generic crew that's sparkly and then two mediocre game pieces. It's it's a really bad super rare pack. Even yeah. if they were if they were super rare pack exclusive, we might make an excuse for them. But this was just lazy on WizKid's behalf. Yeah. They could have come up with so much more interesting stuff. Yeah, it's so lazy. But in thing sixty is, seconds, I could come up with more interesting stuff than this. I agree. Yeah, and um, even even just to become a tiny bit less lazy is they could have made the game pieces better or worse and just adjusted the point cost. Just make a different yeah. version. Like we've seen different versions of ships and crew all over the place. Like yeah. Rocky or SL Speed for twenty points or something. Yeah, there are two versions of San Cristobal in the same set. Exactly. You know, both it, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, They're and both awesome. yeah. this was just straight up lazy by WizKids. Yeah, and they could have done a named captain or something, but oh well. Yeah. Um, or even so, alternate art. It would be even funny if they literally just drew a stick figure and <laughs> called it a captain. That would be at least kind of funny because yeah. when you flip, flip over the cursed captain, oh, it's a stick figure. Okay. Yeah. Like a skeleton, that makes sense for them, too. Yeah. 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 All right, so I'll start uh, Special Edition Chips. These came in Mega Packs, which basically you got four standard-sized, like, ships or creatures, and then you got a, a one-card Mega mega card, basically. So then these next six, it looks like, um, mm-hmm. on one card. And these are some of the some of the new chip-type designs we talked about at the start. So the Skipping Stone is a pirate... Two-masted catamaran with uh, point cost of 11, three cargo spaces, LS move, cannons are 3L, 3L, and along with catamaran, which is a nice defense ability, you've got reroll as well. So this one is a really good ship. Um, well, not really good, but it's it's pretty decent. Um, you can reroll the catamaran to ignore hits, so that's a really good combo. Um, as is, it's an okay hybrid. I'm not too crazy about this one like some other people are. Um, the cargo space... Speed and guns make me think it's kind of like a kind of a not so great hybrid, but I don't think it, it's not really potent offensively, and it doesn't have enough cargo to get a lot of gold, so it, it's decent. But the abilities are great, but everything else is a slightly lacking. Yeah, it's well rounded, but it's a bit expensive, uh-huh. especially considering its size. Um, I like it, but I haven't ever used it. Yeah. Um, and one I don't think I'll ever see myself using is its companion from the set, the English catamaran HMS Hermes, which is almost identical in every respect. Uh, statistically, it's near identical because it's 11 points, 3 cargo, LS move. It has 3S guns instead of 3L, and it ignores terrain when given a move action instead of having a reroll. Slightly less flexible ability. And not one that I think I would choose to have on a ship like this because scout ships, as we've established, are of limited value. And that's what this is trying to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, this one doesn't impress me at all. I yeah. always forget about this one. I, I, this is one of my most forgotten ships, and I think I have it even. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Skipping Stone is far superior with the ability and the ranges. So Hermes is just not good at all. Yeah, really. it's um, funny how they're they're the same cost too. They're both eleven. Uh -huh. it, it's a rare occasion where the the well-rounded option is far better than the specialized option because the specialized one in this case specializes in a pretty poor role. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one is uh, Shalbala, which is a cursed sea dragon. Um, it's 20 points, no cargo, base move of D for dragon. So basically it can move anywhere on the map. You literally just pick it up and drop it between turns. Yep, exactly. So you can fly all over the ocean. Um, the cannons are 2S, 3S, 3S, 2L. So decent. And then it's got Fear along with Sea Dragon. Um, so it's, I don't know, as Sea Dragons go, it's not great. Um, I think it's the worst one because it's, yeah, yeah. with the problems they have and this one being so expensive, it just doesn't work, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. even in yeah. even in the fleets that I have, not to talk over you, <laughs> even in the fleets that I have that obsess over using sea dragons, I don't use Shalbala because I'd rather use the other sea dragon in this set and Raptor Maw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this mm -hmm. one I probably use Shalbala the most because it featured uh, prominently in Command the Oceans, but I had to give um, some extra abilities to make that exciting. And to give yeah. the first more relevance, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the next one, Angelica, also a sea dragon, I consider much better. It's one point less. Uh, its armament is two L, three S, three S, three L, so slightly less good. But its ability, when this sea dragon hits an enemy ship, you may also eliminate one cargo from that ship, is far better. Yeah, absolutely. Better ability, slightly lower cost. It's yeah. it's kind of no contest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is the Ghost Walker, which is an American wind catcher. It's 15 points, 4 cargo, uh, 3 masts, uh, like all wind catchers. L move, all 3 cannons are 2L, so excellent firepower, wind catcher keyword, and uh, canceling. So once per turn, crew or ship with an S can't use its ability that turn. This is one of the better um, uh, uh, ships with the cancel ability built in. It's not quite on the level of the Kettering, because um, she's got, I guess, slightly better firepower and much better speed for a point more. But the Ghost Walker is, in her own right, a very good gunship. Uh, one of my favorite American ships to use. Um, just pretty devastating when, when crewed well with, like, Captain Helmsman, maybe an Eternal crew, maybe a Firepot Specialist, Warsman. She can really shine, definitely. I bet you that Ghost Walker with... Like, if you put her in a battle group with Kettering, they would be a real nightmare for your enemies. Yeah. Especially if you put, um, I would say, put one of the Eternal crew on each, yep. give Ghost Walker a helmsman, and then just give them both uh, a captain or a named captain or something. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say Ghost Walker, you could even maybe put Broadside's attack on if you find yourself in a position to use it. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, Funny enough, is much. I mean, I used to not think so highly ever because she's expensive for a three-masted ship. The Americans have a lot of expensive small ships. Mm -hmm. um, I used to think she was not so great, but having heard more about how good cancelers are, I do kind of want her. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Um, the next ship up is one of the ships that I actually got from a mega pack while the game was in print. I bought it in a store. Mystic, a pirate wind catcher, which I think I advocated for not too long ago because her problem is she's 14 points, moves L, and only has five cargo space. Uh, her guns are 2S, 3S, 3S, so nothing amazing. Like, she's got a couple slightly above average attributes so far, and home island rating. So, kind of a slow, expensive, not particularly well armed hybrid. Yeah. But with the wealth of crew the pirates have access to, you can kind of make her pretty good in any role, and actually in most roles. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, just do um, um, from this very set, Crimson Angel, mm-hmm. and from there you can Captain Helmsman, or you can do Jokard plus Hammersmith, or Griffin. or whatever. Mystic yeah. is has a lot of crew that can make her a lot better than she might look on paper. Yeah, no, you summed it up well. I think she's a solid hybrid. I think she's a little bit underrated. Some of the other one catchers are a little flashier, but Mystic's a pretty solid option. So. Yeah, and I mean, even if we're talking about you know underrated pirate ships, she's not your last hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Next ship, <laughs> and it's a cursed ship. Um, four masts, uh, 12 points, three cargo, L move. All the cannons are 3S, but they're basically 2S because she gets world hater against non-cursed ships. Um, we're into the special edition boxed ships now, out of the mega pack ships. Um, the last hope is just a basic pure fire power gun ship, um, and the curse could use it because they don't they don't have enough capital ships. So this one's solid. It's like an inferior version of La Resolution. Yep. Because the base stats are almost identical. Um, it's okay. Last hope is one point less, but chance. yeah. Yeah, but the guns are all 3S instead of 2S3, uh, instead of 2S and 2Ls. So you end up with all 2S, which is pretty good. But for one point more, if you go Spanish, you get 1S and 1L, which is significantly better. Um, Although Last Hope, in the context of The Cursed, is pretty dang good. Yeah. And I'm sure that we can figure out ways to crew her well. Um, Next up is Jape, which is boring which is a it's a there these are going to be all four masters just so you know what to expect 12 points four cargo l move 3s 2s 2s 3s plus one of boarding rolls this is bad yes kind of bad yeah i think it's okay i think it's comparable usable yeah yeah it's fair comparable to the obego um because the cannons are a little bit better accuracy in boarding She's kind of a short-range brawler because she's got boarding uh, ability and then S-range cannon. So not a bad ship, in my opinion, but obviously the pirates... Maybe a place for Bunny Peel? Uh, Yeah, it's a solid option. Yeah, rather have her on, like, Deliverance or something, but... Yeah. yeah, It's decent. Um, The next one is also decent. Uh, HMS Burma is an English 4-master, 12 points, 3 cargo, L move. Cannons are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. But they're basically all ranked two because she also has World Hater against non-English ships, so um, slightly better than the Last Hope, but almost the same. So pretty similar to HMS Richards as well, um, which is a I would say a slightly better ship from 
Davy Jones Curse, one more cargo. All three yeah. guns are basically two L. So uh, just another solid English gun warship. That's their specialty. So. Yeah, I think HMS Burma, Last Hope, and uh, Richards were they were all kind of talked about in tandem when I did the SE box ship ranking. Yeah. Burma <laughs> is basically a marginally better last hope which is kind of weird because it's like they're willing to publish or print out almost identical ships where one has a clear advantage yeah it's funny because uh whiz kids was based out of a, a city right near seattle actually so yeah funny. yeah wait, yeah i, I <laughs> you i you did what i normally do and you segued <laughs> in there um uh, again, so now we're talking about USS Seattle. He caught me off guard there because I hadn't actually looked at the next ship. USS Seattle is the American version of this, only USS Seattle is 13 points instead of 12. It's it, They went out of their way to make HMS Burma the best of Last Hope, Burma, and Seattle. Yeah. Um, I Seattle's mean, one I, more cargo, but it's not that useful. Yeah, okay, true. I missed that. Yeah. But... But I would say, uh, I mean, with the additional cargo, you could make an argument that Seattle's a better hybrid, but yeah. the Americans have better options in this region for that. Yeah. The USS Seattle's probably excused by the fact that the Americans do have some really pretty dang good crew options, um, mostly in the form of the Eternal, but also with the cargo master in play, you're looking at 13 points for five cargo and the rest of it's good attributes. So yeah. Yeah. And I always bring up the cargo master because I think they are so relevant to how good American ships can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Seattle is a pretty good gunship. Like the other ones we've seen so far, all of them are quite similar actually. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you look on, I said that at the beginning because uh, on the back of the packs you can see that Whiz Kids was based out of Bellevue, Washington, which is right near Seattle. So yeah, um, the next one is okay. So now we're getting into the uh, SE pack ships um, that came um, in the out. tins. Yeah, it's kind of a weird distribution. They were like a tin-based, like special edition pack with two ships and like some funky generic crew Um, yeah these these are really strange because almost all of these are clones of generic common and uncommon ships that were part of the jade rebellion in south china seas but they've been changed to different factions and in some cases they've been altered ever so slightly yeah uh-huh. It's really strange. I yeah. I went through all these while doing my junk rankings, and on occasion you'll find one that like has lost a little bit of base move, but is a little cheaper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, most of the flavor text um, talks about how they've been captured. So the Jade Rebellion in the in the lore, the Jade Rebellion kind of fell from power, and the uh, the big five or six factions captured most of their ships. Um, and we see that even with the HMS Grand Temple as well in this set. Um, the first one up is the Sea Wind, an American three-mested junk. Um, yeah, we could go through these quick. Yeah, they'll go by faction, too. Yeah, um, 17 points, four cargo, SSS speed, all cans are 4L junk, cheerleading ability. So, like the Jade Rebellion version, um, I think it's actually Wait, decent. No, this one gets plus one, two hurricane and rolls. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah other way around. 
I'm already going too fast. <laughs> yeah, this is the extrovert ability, uh, let's call it. Yeah, so that's even worse, but oh well. I've actually used the Sea Wind okay in campaign games where I can afford to spend 20 points with a Helmsman and Oarsman, and then she's either a lightning fast gold runner, uh, very expensive, but um, the Americans don't have a ton of gold options, or she's a wicked good scout ship, um, especially when you're establishing like island upgrades and. Uh, and settlements and trading ports and stuff like that and like campaign game rule sets so in campaign games i think the sea wind has a nice little niche you could also put minuteman behind her and activate her ability yeah. which would make her super fast reasonably well armed i mean she's only two points more than ghost walker if we're honest yeah. um so if you put on minuteman um who is it brent rice yeah, world hitter. And and a captain, you've got SSS speed, three two L guns. Wait, no, I yep. guess a total of five two L guns, including the or wait, no. Um, I no, I'm getting confused about Minuteman's <laughs> cannon ranks. You yeah. have three two Ls, two two S, and two four Ls, but those yeah. on uh, on Minuteman would be doubled. So good. yeah, good firepower. Yeah, yeah, it's a good really, combo though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got to write that down because I like my uh, my American stuff. Yeah, but anyway, good. after Sea Wind comes Sea Serpent, which is not so good because for thirteen points, uh, this is American as well. These go by faction. Um, thirteen points, two masted junk, two L, two S, L plus S speed, uh, three cargo, and reverse captain as the ability. Pretty good all around, but far too expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's only good, like, support gunship um, with a smoke pot specialist is my favorite, but, but yeah. it's not quite good enough. Um, the next one, we're into the Spanish pair. Um, the Virtuous Wind uh, guy was captured by the Spanish. Is and, a magnificent ship. Yep, even um, with a speed decrease. It, this one is 3 masted junk, 14 points, 5 cargo, S plus S speed, which is the only change from the S plus L of the Jade Rebellion version from South China Seas. All three cannons are 2L and uh, home island rating ability, so Spanish get a great ship here. You can make a case that even with the speed decrease, it's as good or better because of the great uh, Spanish crew options, mm -hmm. hybrids, um, a canceller, Yankos haulers, a lot of good stuff. So as we've already talked about, it's one of the better three masters whole game. Yeah, this is like the only stats that make you go uh, are okay the points are pretty high for a three master but we were literally just praising the three point more expensive sea wind yeah. and the one point more expensive ghost walker um so considering what you're getting which is an average base move a good ability good cargo space great guns and altogether a good crew selection that let you either make this ship um no you can do anything with it really you can make it a crazy powerful gunship you can make it a hybrid you can make it a gold runner virtuous wind is super flexible but also super powerful yep. um flexibility and potency are not often paired virtuous wind is if you can get your hands on it one of the most important spanish ships to have i think yeah all right, um, next up is Sea Lion. I've just realized you get to start all the three masters. I get to start all the oh. two masters. <laughs> the two masters tend to be junk in this. Uh, no pun intended. Literally. Sea Lion, yeah, you caught that, as I was saying, uh, is nine points, two 4L guns, 
three cargo SS move. And then this one has, wait, uh, why do I feel like we've seen this shit before in this set? Because we kind of have. Um, yeah, Sea Tiger, USS. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is more or less the same as USS Sea Tiger because this has the uh, the eliminate treasure to give yourself 3S guns thing. Only this ship has 4L guns base instead of 3L. So this is just a worse version of USS Sea Tiger. Yep. Yeah, That's kind of shocking. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's, really bad. Yeah, it's not a very inspiring ship there. Yeah. And you it's did worse have, than uninspiring. It's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> you did have... You're getting the two masters, but you had a lot of the ships I liked a lot in the main set. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh well. The next one is uh, the East Wind. Um, this is a three-masted French junk. Um, Ten points, three cargo, LS move, cans are 2S, 4L, 2S, and then trading treasure between wild islands. So just like the East Wind, Jade Rebellion got. It's a solid ship. I would do captain and make it try to make it a hybrid, but that's about it. Yeah, bad ability, couple of good guns, good speed. It's it's probably kind of just a mediocre hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Sea uh, Phoenix, another nine point two master junk, four cargo, L move, two two S guns. Once per turn, may randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. So, if you look at it, lame ability and. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my uh, my signature ship. She's basically just not as good as Executioner. <laughs> yeah. She isn't because less gun range, slower move, more expensive, less useful ability. Yeah. Done. Yeah, better than HMS Sea Phoenix. Um, yeah, not, not by a ton, but yeah, more flexible maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is the Clear Wind, uh, which sounds familiar. Um, HMS Clear Wind, the original Clear Wind. Man, there's so many of these wins. Um, yeah. Curse get a three master junk, eleven points for a cargo L move, three L, three L, three L guns, and uh, gets plus one to ships that were previously shot at. Um, this, nah, this average sport gunship. Yeah, pretty forgettable. I mean, these ships with this kind of ability are good if you swarm them, and you can, but you do have to build your strategy around it, and even then, it's of questionable value. Um, after that is Sea Duck, which, oh wow, this one isn't nine points, it's eight points. You get L plus S speed, three cargo, three L, three S guns, and then the sniping. You may double the range, but roll six to hit. I like that ability, it's a novelty, it's not that great, but by virtue of having that Sea Duck kind of worms its way into my heart. You could almost use it as a flotilla tug. Yeah, you could do that. Um, I think it's pretty flexible. The Curse don't have a lot of good gold runners, so this was actually one of the best ships they could have captured from the Jade Rebels because it's got solid speed. It's okay as an empty gold runner for the Curse. I've mostly used her in that capacity. Also good with a captain as a, like a mini hybrid, I guess. Um, the Flotilla is a good option. So I'd say that this the Sea Duck was a good capture for the Curse here, and it kind of turns into one of their better ships really so yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is not so great typhoon pirate three master junk in this case um 11 points for a cargo ss move cannons 4s 4l 4s and reroll. so not too good like we said about the original jade version it's just other than reroll, it doesn't have anything good going for it at least not great anyway so yeah, yeah i mean boring. you could 
you could reduce the cannon ranks to all three, and this would still be a pretty forgettable ship. Yeah, usable, but but still, yeah. Sea crane follows back to nine points. Three L, three L guns. L plus S move. Three cargo space plus one. Uh, one of the ship's treasures is worth plus one gold when unloaded at your home island. Mm, this one's. It wants to be a hybrid, but there are better options around this cost. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good ship. It's a better ship for the Jades than the Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates don't really need this kind of thing. They've already got so many great ships. Um, the original is is one of the best Jade two masters, but kind of boring here. Um, mm-hmm. The Divine Wind is the English three master here. Um, she's very similar to HMS Clear Wind. Um, Ten points, four cargo. L move, 3S, 3L, 3S, and then that same ability of getting plus one against ships that were previously shot at, so you could pair them together, but I like this one a tiny bit better. Um, get the cargo versus speed, but, um, and I, I think I've had this one for a while. I think the artwork is pretty cool. Um, got like kind of a parchment color and then a nice cloud design. It's kind of pretty for an English ship, I think, so, but as is, it's a little boring. Yeah, it's, it's <coughs> usable, but I mean, at the same cost, you can have HMS Dover, yep. which is comparable, if not outright better. Yeah, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is Sea Tiger. Now, this one's kind of interesting because it departs and does something totally different from the rest of the two-masted junks that we've yeah. been talking about. This one's six points, 4S, 4S guns, two cargo space, no ability, but the S plus S plus S base move makes her maybe a flotilla tug. Yeah, not only that, but I've also used her pretty effectively as an empty gold runner for the English. Because they, kind of like the Cursed Americans, they don't have a lot of great gold options. So I think the Sea Tiger is another example of a good capture, kind of like the Sea Duck. The English did well to to get this ship in their fleet because it helps them out in an area where they struggle, at least to some extent. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted, you could do either a helmsman, or you could do a helmsman and explorer, or you could do helmsman and first mate Ismail, or just plain first mate Ismail. You have a few ways to play with it if you want. Yeah, you could do um, James Cook with a helmsman in a big game, do a scout option, but. Yeah, you could. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually a pretty good option, especially if you have a way to. uh, if you've got like a fleet admiral elsewhere in your fleet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So let's All see. Right. We're getting yeah, into so, the tournament LEs. Yeah, so the tournament LE pack ships, um, kinda like the other ones from past sets, not too great, but we'll see. Some okay ones actually. This set was kinda up and down with these. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen this picture of the dart. I don't know if she's I don't think I have either. I don't know. It I don't know if it was recently uploaded. I don't it doesn't look new from the other ones. I just don't remember it at all i I think it's literally just such an unimportant and forgettable ship that you've never read the entry before because i haven't i totally have though i'm just i just never recognized it so maybe it's been months or years i don't know i don't know if there was a card picture until recently i'm not sure what's going on but maybe i'm just wrong but either way the dart is a two-masted pirate blockade runner 11 points two cargo l move cannons are 3l 3l and she's got reverse captain uh very forgettable nothing Kind of lame, too expensive. Good yeah. looking. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could say the same about a lot of, you know, people I've met. <laughs> Never mind. 
Um, Deli Reyes, I, I'm going to pronounce it next, is uh, is more memorable, but not for a good reason. It's 14 points. It's another blockade runner because his first six ships are going to be. It has SSS move, one cargo space, four S guns, and gets plus one to cannon rolls for every friendly ship with an S. This is really bad. Like, yeah. is there a use you can think of for this ship? Only a flotilla, but even, even then, it's bad. It. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, like, I can't even think of, like, the crews don't even have a Captain World Hater crew that you can drop on this to make it worthwhile. Nope. I wonder if Davy Jones has any use on board this. Uh, uh, I mean, you could tow I'll, the flotilla. I'll it. Yeah, you could tow the flotilla really fast. <laughs> I mean, that. <laughs> yeah. You needed like a strike real quick. I don't know. Yeah, actually, oh, that would be kind of funny if you put. Uh, I mean, I was talking about um, the Davy Jones oh, curse version, yeah, but that's okay. also a pretty funny idea. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the next one is HMS Master. This one's okay. English two masted blockade runner, seven points, two cargo L move, cannons are two L three L, and then when the ship hits another ship, you choose which mast is eliminated. This one is extremely similar to HMS King John, basically one point less for a 3L cannon at the stern instead of a 2L. So I'd probably pay the extra point for the King John, but I don't really have HMS Master, so. Um, but a very similar ship uh, and a decent support gunship. Yeah, it's all right. Um, almost, com- almost comparable to the original Coeur de Lyon, but not as good. Yeah. Um, El Cuervo is next, and this one is at least sort of interesting. It's 12 points, so it's expensive. Three cargo, SS move, three S3L guns. L range cannons cannot hit this ship. There are better defensive abilities, but as I mean, especially among blockade runner LEs. But we've seen worse. Yep. Yeah, it's not too good, not too horrible, but. Um, the next one is okay. This this one's literally just as average as you can get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still better than the Cuervo. Um, I see a blue is a French two masted blockade runner, eight points, three cargo L move, cannons three L three S, and it's got reroll built in, which is nice. Probably the best attribute, but other than that, yeah, very average. So. Yeah, I think this is almost as average as you can get for a two masted yeah. ship. Yeah, I just realized how pretty she is. Blue yeah, she's a very pretty ship. I think yeah. I have, I might have a spare copy if you want. Oh, nice. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I think I just got on eBay lock or something like that. Nice. Um, the next one up is USS Cardinal. This is another ship made too expensive by having reverse captain. I'll just spoil it. 11 points, two cargo, L move, pair of three L guns. That ability just makes her too expensive. She's a clone of the dart, I just realized. Yeah, she is. That's too bad. Oh, well. Yeah, um, and you can't excuse her with uh, some of the American crew that are available either. Yeah. Uh, um, the Dirk is next. This is a pirate one-masted galley now. Um, seven points, two cargo, L move, cannon is 3S, and she has that same ability as the Clear Wind and HMS Divine Wind with... Uh, um, shoots If she gets plus one to cannon rolls against ships previously shot at, I, can't, I hate saying, trying to say that ability. Um, but the Dirk is just terrible, honestly. Yeah, Dirk is bad. I don't want to talk about the Dirk anymore, so no. I'll talk about the Needle instead, which 
That's funny. Two not-so-great ships with names for little pointy objects. <laughs> Needle is a cursed one-masted galley, 11 points, two cargo, SS move, 2S gun. If she wins a boarding party, she can eliminate all the other ship's crew. She'll never do that because she's a one-masted ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing Game over. Yeah, it's, it's just similar to the other stuff we've seen, the LA packs. Yep. Just disappointing. Save so much points. more. I know, it'd be so much more interesting if she was five. I mean, it wouldn't be that good, but at least yeah. they, if they just hacked the cost, at least they'd be borderline usable instead of a joke. But, you know, it'd be really funny if they gave her like LL move yeah, and, and like made her like three or four points and just oh, made her be... this comical <laughs> torpedo that you rush at an enemy ship with yeah. and hope to kill off all their crew. Yeah, kind of like that... Chicken Ninky, but cost effective. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> it's possible to make these ideas interesting. They just had to actually try. Yeah, and they just overpriced almost all yeah. of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Including this one, which is the Tim's uh, in English one massive galley. The Tim's, I believe. Oh yeah, um, I should know too. But uh, ten <laughs> points, two cargo, L move, cannon is three S galley keyword and home island rating. But with only two cargo and L move, you're not gonna steal much of anything before getting rammed out of commission. So this one's mostly useless. Yeah, th- these are like super lame stats that I want to say are worth no more than two or three points on their own, and the ability <laughs> is certainly not worth that. So they have far overpriced this. Even by their own scheme, they should be like seven at most. Yeah. Um, Francesca is next. Doesn't even have an ability, although, funny enough, it's a significantly better ship because six points gets you a one massive galley with a 3L gun, L base move, and four cargo space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a good... Uh, just put a helmsman on. Reminds me of uh, La Belle Poule, the French uh, galley from... Uh, you know, you could do Helmsman okay. and Dominic Freda. I'd just rather use him on a bigger ship and a better one. But, yeah, I, you know, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting Dominic Freda on every Spanish ship. I, I know, that's the thing, though. I can't... I can't that's another one of... Okay, that's my meme number two. If yeah, I could put yeah. Dominic Freda on Executioner, I yeah. would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, next one is... Uh, I just want to say it in English. But, well, um, It's a French one-masted galley, 11 points, 3 cargo, SS move, 2S cannon, and it's got galley and hoarding gold. Uh, or no, it doesn't. It has once per turn, if the ship is touching another ship, she can randomly take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. So she doesn't have to win the boarding party, which is nice, but um, if you put she a She doesn't have any cargo space. Yeah, if you put a helmsman on, you're only going to be taking two coins. If you don't put a helmsman on, you're not going to catch anything. And either way, it's too, too pricey for usage. Yeah, and either way, once you do catch them, they're literally just going to ram you. Yep. La Diligent, or whatever it's pronounced, as, is a terrible ship. Um, sort of like the next ship up, Tiger. Now, I have advocated many times for, uh, well, I've advocated one big time for American ships with the pirate crew maze, their abilities on the ship, ability on Roanoke, but this ship is not Roanoke, statistically at all, because it's seven points, three cargo, L move, three L gun. Is is the you can't really do much interesting with pirate crew and the stats aren't worth yeah. trying to exploit. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like Calypso with Wayne Nolan. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a niche combo. I just I would my, rather I'd almost, rather do elsewhere. Yeah, no, that's like my meme because like 
um, like the tiger's yeah, can you put calypso like on it? Yeah, and then the uh, the floating stone that we saw earlier tonight, perfect six points. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's fun to give because calypso is the only crew with that or the only ability in the whole game like that, and then only the pirates have access to it until until now. The tiger is going to yeah. scare you. Uh, um, I would say the tiger put, is better than Empress, at least. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is funny. That, yeah. that is funny. You could um, use a, oh, you could put Empress on the tiger because it's pirate. <laughs> Do it. Oh, my. Wait, wait, wait. With a, with a what? With a helmet. That you can, you can what the hell? Why you wouldn't? But you can. That'd probably be the biggest waste of twelve points for the helmsman since the the dungeon or the crypt or whatever. <laughs> Those awful uh, ships from Davy Jones' curse. <laughs> or the uh, I'm scrolling up the needle. Yes, the needle too. Yep. Yeah, well, that's eleven points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, but horrible. you can put Calypso on the next ship. Yep, absolutely. Um, the Cutlass, um, his, oh, I was, oh, sorry, I'm messing up the segue, but Tiger is the only one of these I have, um, so far, so they're very expensive compared to the rest of the league, we forgot to mention It's that. really but, strange, because yeah. OE, all the sets, all the special edition stuff, super easy to find. Tournament pack ships, never available. Yeah, extremely Ever. easy to find, they often go for more than 10 bucks a piece, yeah. so. Yeah. As rare as Mysterious Islands, Frozen North, and Davy Jones' Curse yeah. ships. Don't and, know why. Yeah, and weirdly, the complete opposite of South China Seas, where the main set commons are harder to get than the LEs of the exactly. So it's and, like, it's, oh, it's, I just realized how opposite it is from SES. So not only that with the rarities, but also... I mean, they have so many of the same ships. Yeah, the captured ships, but they're not Jade Rebellion anymore. So it's almost like a mirror mm-hmm. image of... South China Seas. That's cool. Yeah, South China Seas was when they had a ton of ideas but no printing ability. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to say where I'm going with that. Uh, all right, I'll finally continue. Uh, the Cutlass is uh, a pirate turtle ship. One mast, of course. Uh, eight points, two cargo, SS move, three S cannon, plus one to boarding rolls. Um, there's no reason to use it. Even the the floating or no, the proud tortoise earlier was way better than that. So, but you can put calypso on it. Yeah, you could put calypso <laughs> on the proud tortoise too. So. <laughs> yeah, you can put calypso on the tiger. It doesn't mean you will. Yeah, I might because the Americans don't have access otherwise. <laughs> I won't because I, won't I don't challenge you. I don't be, doubt you because the Roanoke could have calypso, but I don't want the Roanoke to be sitting around using calypso. I'd rather have her in my home island on the tiger. So that's the thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, up next is the Tomb. This is the Cursed Turtle ship. It's a good looker, but it's not a good ship because 11 points, 2 cargo, SS move, 3S. May eliminate all the other ship's crew. If wins a boarding party, she won't do that. So, I give up. Yeah, this is like one of those ships I was referencing. It's a waste of around 12 points. Like this. Yeah. This is exactly like the DJC ones. Almost, almost a clone, probably. Um, yeah, and in the Mysterious Islands ones were just like the DJC ones, too, for the most part. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, the next one is the Bilge, a surprising star here in the darkness. Um, mm-hmm. English turtle ship, uh, one mast, um, six points, three cargo, LS move, two L cannon. So everything is good. The cost is randomly very low, even though the other ships are more expensive and way worse. So it's kind of bizarre. It's like they suddenly made a good decision with the design. Um, this one I like as a handful of things. Um, empty Gold Runner or... 
using Micron, protecting Micron at your home island with a turtle ship keyword can't be boarded. Um, a flotilla tug with a captain to make, not necessarily a hybrid, but kind of a very durable like turtle ship flotilla combo. So those are three solid options that I like for the bilge. I wish I had this one. Yeah, I I wonder if I have this one. I, I know I'd like to. Bilge was one of the top ranking ones in my turtle ship rankings because she has all around good stats um, for a six point ship. I mean, great gun, good move speed, more cargo space than you'd expect. And she's not burdened by any weird uh, overpriced abilities or anything. And yet, because she's English, she has a pretty dang good crew selection, especially when it comes to combat-focused options. And, I mean, if you wanted, you could put First Mate Ismail aboard Bilge and make her an even better empty gold runner. Yeah, that's actually a decent idea. There's a lot of things you can do with Bilge. Nothing, like, too crazy, but there's a lot of, like, good small things. And Yeah, I'm amazed we have good things to say. Um, I think the next ship, El Minnow, could almost be as good if turtle ships weren't so susceptible to ramming. Um, El Minnow is seven points, is a Spanish turtle ship. Two cargo, L move, three L gun, L range cannons. Can I hit this ship? Again, the problem is you can ram a turtle ship to disable it, but if you play with a house rule that ramming only damages like like will progressively damage it first doing damage to the shells this actually becomes a pretty tough little monster especially yeah. if you uh if you put um what's it what's it what's it uh joaquin vega aboard yeah, i was gonna say yeah. you, this great little tank of a, a turtle ship that could probably take like five hits before it's derelict <laughs> yeah yeah that's an interesting idea yeah all right or did I do my math wrong? Four I hits. Think four, yeah, yeah. But that's still hilarious for a ship that's one mast. Yeah, it is. That is a cool idea. Yeah, and I do like that house rule of no ram damage. Um, other yeah. Than that it doesn't stand out too much, but it's solid. Um, and as an aside for anybody watching on YouTube, um, these ships are technically assembled wrong because the it should be the hulls are kind of backwards, so it shouldn't be like a spiked prow like that. Um, it's more of a boxy bow as wolf pointed out and you can see that in the in the paintings and illustrations of turtle ships from china and whatnot so um the next one is uh, i'm not gonna try it La Chandois. Uh, thank you uh, the french got a one massive turtle ship here seven points one uh one cargo ss move four l cannon and along with turtle ship it's got a re-roll which i don't know it's it's good ability but it doesn't it's a good ability, but it. there are no stats to work with. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Uh, and they don't have an amazing crew selection. They don't have any yeah. weird abilities you can throw in here, really. Yeah. Only Parley, but that doesn't help either. I think yeah. the or I think the ores are blue too. Everything. Yeah, they are. I yeah. this may be another one that I like got a lucky extra of somehow in an eBay lot. Yeah. But um. Aside from that, it's like you'd have to be really desperate to find a use for it. Yeah. Uh, the next ship, Gator, is it's it's not even as good as El Minnow. Um, it has the same ability. El Range Cannons can I hit this ship? It's also seven points, three cargo uh, instead of two. L move, but it has a four L gun, yeah. and it doesn't have the excuse of say, you know, house. It doesn't have the advantage of house rules to to help it out. It just isn't well armed enough. Yeah, 
I mean, it's pretty similar to Minnow. I think it's more of like a like a crappy gold runner, I guess, either empty or with a helmsman. But I suppose. Yeah, even with that, it's not too good. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. um, so now we're into the last two pieces, which is um, an epic legendary combo. Number three hundred is the Zeus, which is the pirate ten master that they got. This is a limited edition ship, ten masts, twenty three points, which is the lowest of any ten master. It's got seven cargo spaces. Base move is L. All ten cannons are three S. It's got the junk keyword, so it can shoot through its own masts, and then it's got hoarding gold. So if the ship wins a boarding party, she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Link to Emperor Blackheart, but um, in general, the Zeus is. The best 10 master, mostly because of the cost, you can actually fit her into 40-point games. So even with a Captain Helmsman, you've still got you've got 28 points on the Zeus, and you've got 12 points for Gold Runners, which is plenty for the Pirates to work with, um, without even doing a plus-5 crew. Um, and the Zeus, I would say some of the best combos with her are um, extra actions, of course, to make her a brutal gunship, one of the most effective in the game. And I would say a World Hater is pretty much essential, because... World Haters are generally about four points for the ability to give plus one to your cannon rolls. Here you're getting the plus one on all ten cannons, which is a great deal versus on like a one or two master it's not worth using. Here you're getting, instead of all three S cannons, you've got all two S. So ten two S cannons for about 27 points. And then you could use some of the crew from this set, like Crimson uh, Crimson Angel and Calco Cat, to combine that with extra actions, and it just gets crazy in a hurry. So the Zeus is best headmaster and one of the best gunships in the whole game, really. Um, I, I think that hasn't even fully covered part of why Zeus is so good. And mm-hmm. to talk about that, um, I'll have to loop back around after I talk about Emperor Blackheart, the linked crew, which is the all-powerful ability we talked about earlier. Um, roll a d6, 1 to 4, extra action, 5 extra action for any one ship in your fleet, or 6 action for an enemy ship. The thing is, unlike any of the other 5 masters in the game, or not the 10 masters, I think, this ship is not required to start with its linked crew on board. You have yep. to fuse the Bauchuan. You have to use if you use the Guichuan. Um, I don't think you need to for the Celtic Fury or Shuijiana, maybe. No, no, and you don't need to. I, I think you do need to for Delusion. No, not that one. No? Only the treasure okay. ships. Yeah. Okay. Just those two. Um, but still, among those, this is still the cheapest. Uh, yeah. Never mind all the incredible base stats that you've got. The pirates also have not only the greatest crew selection, but they also do have the abilities to let them pick internationally. They also have a zero-point delimiter. So yeah. the Zeus is almost the ideal uh, ship for outrageous game-breaking strategies. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And the link is still great, because if you do do Blackheart, you're going to be getting extra actions five-sixths of the time, uh, which is really devastating on a ship this powerful. So uh, it's just ridiculous. So the crew options, we could this could be another one we talk about. Zeus that. could be, yeah, one of those ships yeah. where you just... I mean, Go a good... Now. Uh, a good comprehensive review of Zeus is not impossible, but it would take you a long uh, time. A, at least a couple hours to, to oh, write yeah. and search. Many, I think many hours, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the Zeus, I haven't, I don't have her physically, but I've used her on Vassal. Um, she's part of my UPS-5 fleet, um, which is 
she's got Captain Jack Sparrow board, so you can actually fit her into a 40-point fleet with, uh, with the UPS Universal Pirate Shipping Strategy, and that UPS 5 fleet actually won Vassal Tournament number 1 against some other good fleets. Um, so it's proven to be a really great ship, even at a competitive level, whereas the other 10 Masters are generally not competitive in like 40-point you know, standard tournament super competitive games. Um, then, of course, even in big games, we'll do, you know, you can get up to 20 shots at, you know, 2S, which is just crazy in a turn. So, so yeah, best 10 master, one of the best gunships in the whole game. Probably the best pirate gunship. I think I ranked it number one. And um, the artwork is really cool, too. I like it a lot. So, it's got lightning bolts on the sails. Kind of a kind of a cool tattered look, but still really neat. So, so that wraps up uh, Ocean's Edge. So, we've gone over the whole set here. Yeah. Game, and uh, I think we covered it. So. Yeah. Uh, if I have any closing thoughts, it's that it's a strange set where they really didn't try hard with a lot of ships. Yeah. I, even the good ones strike me as kind of uninspired, sort of lazy, and a little bit thoughtless. Like they didn't realize how good they were making HMS Grand Temple. Yep. I don't think they realized how good they were making Calico Cat or Zeus or. Yeah. yeah, all of the really good stuff in the set feels like an accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of um, unbalanced. Like, for example, Crimson Coast had maybe some of the best balance in the game, and then this set yeah. has those pieces you mentioned, plus uh, Davy Jones, um, Emperor Blackheart, even the Deliverance is so much better than almost all the other pirate ships in the set that it's kind of embarrassing. Um and it's also unbalanced because the Pirates got by far the best named crew because they got those two, and then Jack Hawkins is decent, and Griffin is excellent. So it's pretty biased um, towards the Pirates to some extent. And, uh, and, yeah, HMS Grand Temple is ridiculous. So, yeah, it's not a very balanced set, but oh well. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, at least the really good stuff remains pretty accessible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's common. It's a good way to get new players into the game and uh the variety is amazing so yeah all right so this was episode 20 and uh we'll see you again soon so thanks for watching or listening i should say <laughs>